Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Hello. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Kamar, do we have any new patrons? Uh, glad you asked, Matt. No, we do not. Um, like and subscribe. That adds up. That adds uh, up. This is the first time ever. Uh, the most popular po- uh, Joe Rogan review podcast in Canada. And uh, join the Patreon to hear about how our week is. We'll so uh, the like first the first time ever. What? Leave a comment. He said, "This is the first time ever." He's we, already that, coming in hot. That we got scum. His first, his like his oh, first words. Oh, I see. Since we've been the thank you to all one. the Patreons, gotcha. past and present. All right, Kamar, you want to go over the guest list so we can uh, start this bad boy off? Let's do this. Uh, we started the week off with uh, one of my favorite people, 2105, Dr. Phil. Uh, Mr. Mac, okay. And then we came in 2106, uh, Kid Rock. Followed by 2107, Billy Walters. Finish off the week with Hometown Hero, 2108, Tom Green. It's a tough one to rate now that I think I should have thought about this preemptively. Simon, Simon's jotting down some quick numbers here. Uh, man, it's such a, it's weighed down pretty heavy. I'm going to give it a two and a half, which I, I think might be generous. All right, I want to judge not by the, the context, by, but the content I'm going to give it a three. Okay, well, that's 0.5 better than me, so. I would dare say, while well, Simon's figuring out his score, no one will ever rate a pizza one number anymore. I do. The, you said this is a seven, that's an eight. Yeah. It's a six. Yeah. Okay. 2.1. But your thing said 2.25, and then you lowered it. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Oh, 2.125. I didn't see the one. Gotcha. Don't you feel stupid now? No, I really don't. All right, let's uh, start it off, Kamar. Uh, yeah, we're going to start out this week with 2108, Tom Green. Tomathan Green. I think we've talked about people walking to buzz saws mm-hmm. in the past. <laughs> and it was interesting, a couple times Tom really had to get out of it. Yeah, I mean, that happened later in the episode. Do you just want to jump to that right away? No, that was just a comment on it. Um, really, if anyone wants to know what I think of Tom Green and his interview with Joe Rogan, listen to the last one uh, we did, or the one before that. <clears throat> what a fucking weirdo. That's first, not what we do all, here. nobody cares what you think of Tom Green. Also, we don't do that where we go, well, we have previously done this guest, so if you want to know what we <laughs> think about it, Refer back to yeah, episode yeah. 264. No, I, I, yeah, that's what I... Had I known what episode it was, <laughs> that would have helped so much well, better. it wasn't 264. No, but go back, go back in the catalog anyways. Um, Tom Green, yeah, lives in Ottawa. He's uh, exactly the same as you. Where do you He's think he lives? exactly the same as you. I don't know what that You think means. you live in Ottawa? 
He well, lives. I know I live in Ottawa. <laughs> Dude, Simon could be his neighbor without knowing it. Yeah, that's what. That's all I'm saying. Oh no, no, he he doesn't live outside of Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. That's why I just said you could be his neighbor. Well, you guys are it. you guys are, are living parallel lives. Sorry. Oh, I mean, not really. I'm I'm on. You don't have a barn. No barn. You don't have two hundred acres. I don't have two hundred. But you have water. I have water. He has water. Okay. He has. Are deer. you adjacent? <laughs> are you adjacent? I don't have wolves. I don't have bears. In time, where you played us a thing the other night where the coyotes were going. Those were cut, those were coyotes. Well, Tom Green's not the smartest man. Yeah, anyways, I thought the cutest part was when Tom was like. Yeah, I thought I was coming down here to do a spot or something, and I'm headlining the whole week, so that's a pleasant surprise. Like, the esteem that Joe holds Tom, Tom does not hold himself. It's got to be tough. It's got. I, I always think about this, and it's got to be tough when, like, some guy who's just signed a quarter of a billion dollar deal is like, you know, you're the inspiration for all this. Says like you, the best, I would not be doing this without you. And I dare say, Joe cracked up a bit. The best is the the where Tom goes. Yeah, you came on the show and said you just got to figure out how to monetize this, and uh, you did. I thought that was fucking incredible. Uh, very candid. The, the next time he like says it's because of him, I'd say, do Cut I get some check. points? Yeah. you know, Bob yeah. McHenry style. Menery, Bob McHenry <laughs> style. I you put all it. this together. No, but he um and 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 the other interesting thing is that he <laughs> lived in uh, L.A. or whatever for twenty years, years. Where at any point that time he could have come back. It took the pandemic. pandemic for him to realize. Like you think five years would be too much of being annoyed or whatever, but twenty years you just put up with something like, do I even like it here? It's so interesting that he was like so Hollywood for a second. He married Drew Barrymore. Barrymore, Like he was like right there, ready to be like the what's the equivalent of him who actually made it? You you know what I'm saying? Like just this wacky fucking goofball. You know what just dawned on me too? He's from Ottawa. Our most famous bar is named after her family, and then he marries her. Who? What? Where? Barrymore's. Oh, Barrymore's. Yeah, that's named after Drew Barrymore's family. Yeah. That's a good tie together. Why? I thought Drew Barrymore's that is, dad. Whoa. Who who's her family? The Barrymores. <laughs> are, are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I worked there. Don't forget. It's named. Yeah, I know. But what makes her family special? I can't like remember. Before her, I can't remember. Well, she, most child stars come from a famous family, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe. That's what I'm asking. Like, who was her... I don't did know, she have famous parents? The Barrymores, dude. Look it up. Tom always acted weird. And it just well, worked was for his him. show. His show was him no, acting. But, no, I'm just talking about when we would skateboard with him. Or like... Yeah, he, he was a weird he, dude. His comedy, he'd wear a uh, uh, laundry bin on his head. And yeah. tell jokes to it. Mm-hmm. Like, just absurdist and just always weird and i think he just got stuck in being this weird guy i mean it makes sense if you think about it when he was talking about how he idolized norm well of course because if you think about it it, norm was doing it very different and so you could see why tom was like oh you can just you can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want and i could relate like we don't have that here this one guy who keeps coming in who's just destroying it you know everyone comes into the grind but there's also four clubs that was the only club it was a different time yeah um Dude, if I, I'm telling you, if I had known Tom was going to be on like three days later, I would have gone to Yuck Yucks to see my friend Byron 
By- my friend Byron hit me up and was like, I'm opening for Tom Green in Ottawa. Come see the show. He'll, and be, I- he'll be there again. He's there all the time. Yeah, but he's not going to be there all the time. And then on Joe Rogan the next week, oh, I could have schmoozed and been like... Would you have played that out? Of course I would have. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, have think, to- I think you'd have to be drunk to pull it off. No. First of all, I have so many ins. I'd be like, you know my uncle? You recorded at his music studio. You blocked me on Twitter. I have a podcast called The Joe Rogan. You bought my friend's painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's so many. Dude, the connections. These all could have. I just don't. I still don't imagine it happening. See, Kamar, what you're. I think you'd be polite, nice, joke around. You know what Kamar forgets is that drunk will give you the courage to go up to someone. But what you're, but yes, the con, the content that's going to come out of that shell is very bad, and you're rarely going to get like an endorsement. So I think sober me, better chance, better shot. He's just saying you wouldn't do it. I would. It's not. uh... Keep in mind, you're acting like I'm walking into the green room to be like Tom, Matt, Floyd. Nice to meet you. Uh, I have the no. That's what I'm playing. No, no. I have an in where I know the opening act. Right. I know the guy he brought with him. Should we try to get? A Tom on this podcast? No. Why not? He obviously listens to Joe Rogan. Yeah. We could ask him to do this. Yeah, I know Greg. I know his, the guy, the organized rhyme. I know big stuff. Well, I know Howard is the guy who books him at the, the club. There you go. So Dude, who do we replace? Get rid of Simon for the we, week? Will we try that? <laughs> we'll ask. That doesn't mean it'll happen, but. And then we pull for draw oh, for don't straws. Don't bother asking because you can handle it. I couldn't handle it? I don't know. The way you're looking at me, you're not. I just find the whole thing absurd, I think we, but. well, you got to realize once Tom Green says, I live in the woods, there is no Bigfoot, Simon flips the table. And what exactly is he coming? Like, is he coming on to talk about Joe Rogan? His yeah. experience. His experience on the Joe Rogan experience on the experience. That is meta. I like that. Okay. That's, we'll ask him. We'll ask him. Good. That is podcast inception. Um, I mean, out of anybody, I'm the closest to him. He has a piece of my art. Hanging That's what it would trailer. be mostly about. Yeah, more than his experience. More than his your experience. art, my art. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. If he came on the show, would you present him with another yeah, yeti? I, I yeah. Oh wow. Another, uh, so there's incentives. Coolest thing about uh, getting to know Tom Green would be going to see the uh, mammoth mule. I don't know if you saw pictures of it. I didn't. I'm gonna look. But right it's now. it's like a Clydesdale, but a donkey or mule. I've, I got mixed up. They they kept switching back and forth. But I, I am assuming that's what Simon thought was the most interesting part about this podcast. God bless Tom Green, but I thought that Ooh, podcast idea was huge. terrible. Of course, he. I'm, oh I'm not. God. I'm not finishing what I was trying. Like he, he has just been himself into success, but has no like all these other guys. You, they act like they're, but you see, there's a plan. There's a machine, but he never had that, and and still doesn't. Like he just free balls it. Come on, we are from Ottawa, so we understand that starting, starting on Rogers Public Access TV and making it to fucking MTV to marry Drew Barrymore, like... That literally is the biggest success story of all One of the time. wildest come-ups ever. And now he's living in a barn, like, and that's what he, he wanted to be doing the whole time. That mammoth time. mule is fucking crazy. And that's just outside Ottawa. So it's big. crazy. It's crazy. You should get one. It'll keep the deer away. You should. I can. I don't have room for a fucking mammoth mule. It's amazing looking, right? Yeah, they're very cool. Um, he forgot to mention too that people buy like mules and donkeys. They protect their flocks. He said that. Did they? Yeah, he they said act that. as like a guard dog. But no, did, no, he said that multiple times. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Did right. he say that uh, you have to break a mule? 
Okay. Like, like, you have to. Yeah, well, he was like the mule. Get up in your space. Get up in your shit. Because well, they're so smart. Is suggesting maybe there's telekinesis, but no, it's just a. It needs you to like. Suggesting res- maybe there's telekinesis. Easy chat GPT. What happened there? It needs you to to uh, make you make it respect you. It needs you to make you respect you. No, it needs you to make it respect you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. I don't think that's right. <laughs> In any event, uh, it, it, that's a cute, cool I just love the animal. thought of a big mule being like, break me, daddy. I want to be broken. <laughs> want to be broken. I need to be sub- yeah, subjugated. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the giant mule mammoth, only eats... Mammoth. Mammoth mule only eats hay. And if you think about it, most animals only eat one thing. We're the only one that... No, 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 no. Most animals do not only eat one thing. They'll eat anything. In captivity, they eat one thing. Uh, Panda bears only eat bamboo. Okay, that's a very specific thing where the animal only eats one thing. Like a deer. Deer eats many different things. Most animals are omnivores, first of all, so they eat all sorts of different things. Well, this donkey just eats hay and apples and whatever. That's it's it's a donkey on a farm. If that donkey lived in the wild, do you raccoons. think it would raccoons only eat are like hay? Humans. Raccoons are the most like humans. They'll, they'll eat a varied diet. Can we agree on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> many animals eat varied diets. Um, I wonder if raccoons have like specific houses where they're like, this, this guy's my style. <laughs> no, we're going to oh, do Italian is, today? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, they totally do because raccoons come back to certain places or they make homes. Like, sure. They loved our garbage so much when we lived on Clemo that they made a home in our garage, you know? I like to think the raccoons are. Raccoons. are uh, These uh, guys eat kosher. The raccoons are being scavengers, and they are bringing all this to their little raccoon restaurant and turn it around. Oh, I like that. Yeah, scene. yeah. That's a movie right there. Yeah, clip it. Raccoon. The next Pixar movie. Yeah. Back to the panda bears. They're genetically made, right? No. Because do you know the? Are you just what? No, what is they are not here? genetically made. The panda bears are so fucking lazy. There's I don't want to fuck. They like to push it on top of it. And the female can only get pregnant 28 hours out of the year. So they should take some panda bear for to be the birth control. Changing a woman's period like that. No? Anything? Holy fuck. Are you on like meth or something? What is going well, on over the, there? Uh, the mule, you want to cross. Do you think women are going to want to take some sort of pill or injection where they can only get pregnant for 28 days of the year? You think that's... It, Oh, you go off it, you get pregnant normally. Uh-huh. No, it might be so eight you're hours. you're taking a pill. Did you say 20 <laughs> days? Yeah. No, it's hours. Okay. It's literally <laughs> hours. I, it just sounds like, I don't know how that animal is. They're keeping alive. I think, I think it was genetic. You think it was genetically? I mean, I I'll so. check for you, man. I was always well, under the assumption from China, that so they're I'm sure you're going to get to the truth. <laughs> uh, and it was a weird thing. Uh, Tom kept begging Joe... To come back to Canada, and do you feel like we are clamoring for him? No, I'm sure. Shit. I'm sure he'd sell out the ACC, of course, or he would. Um, he'd sell out uh, our stadium here. I don't think he'd sell out our stadium, but if Joe, interesting, he would definitely sell out the smaller venue at Lansdowne than the Canadian Tire Center. He would definitely well, Lansdowne. He'd sell for out sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Shows. Well, they found evidence of pandas going back 8 million years. So they might have been genetically engineered by like the Anunnaki or something. But it doesn't like to fuck. And it can only get pregnant eight hours a year. 
It's just weird. I don't don't look into that either. <laughs> These are just facts. Um, I'm so sick of Joe's fucking anti-Canada campaign. And God bless Tom Green. He tried to come on and be rational about it and like explain to Joe what the hell was going on. But Joe is, has such predetermined uh, opinions about Canada. Th- he he has a total fucking black spot or whatever you no, call it. No, I think it's just for Trudeau. The most tell no no the most no. tell one of the most telling moments was when Tom is Tom. I don't even think Tom was being aggressive about it. He was just like, listen, you know, w- there are differences, but we're a lot the same. Like if you really looked at the way it worked, like you'd see that it mirrored it a lot. Um, and then Joe stops him and he goes, "What are you like the?" the fucking spokesperson for, and I thought that was so telling. Cause I was like, I was like, Joe, you gotta be kidding me. If you went on someone else's podcast and they were just bad mouthing the shit out of America, you would definitely take issue and you would definitely be defending America and all bridge with it. Yeah, for sure. Like Joe, I, listen, hold on, but in his, let's, 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 let's offer him an olive branch. He's, he hates the government. Okay. He, he finally said it at least, didn't he? He said, I love Canadians. I hate the government. I'll take that. None of us like our governments. Nobody people do. ever people, people like do. their governments. They're always being fucked one way or another by their governments. He was like, you have, it's crazy that you even have governments up there thinking of doing these things. Yeah. The people we have in power right now, you could have, you have Biden in power. You don't agree with <laughs> anything he does. We're in the same situation. So I don't say I hate America and I wouldn't go there because Biden's the president. That's fucking insane. That's no, insane. And look, he's not going to come up here and um, nobody's going to like kidnap him and hold him for fucking ransom because he disagrees with what they're saying. You, you know what I mean? The whole thing is fucking crazy. But it was look, crazy. That's what Tom was trying to tell him. Yeah, I get it. But let's also realize like Joe doesn't. I mean, he hardly travels for comedy anymore, period. Okay, well, listen, loves if Joe stops going and doing comedy in liberal states, then I could get why he would boycott Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my thing now. I'm only doing red sure, states. Sure. When Canada goes conservative, I'll come back. I can respect that. But he's such like a hypocrite. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. He's a super hypocrite. And Pierre Polyev has come along in his defense. He's come along at a great time because he himself is a useless twat useless twat so, but kind of like anybody who runs against biden it's going to make you look good no, this is why i said he's come along at the perfect time because if he ran against any um candidate that was like had any sort of aptitude he wouldn't i don't think he'd have a chance because they'd be like what have you done in your life i think you just take his criticism of canada uh personally i we, don't because i don't we care. criticize america all the time I know, and that's why I don't care. Joe can criticize Canada all he wants. Of course he can criticize Canada. He's not coming here because he thinks our government is so corrupt that it's somehow going to affect him. No, no, he just had a principle. He doesn't even have his facts straight. Like, Uh, No, our government's the worst. The worst, but the whole like podcast thing... It was to I, I put know, more Canadian content on podcast. Like I'm not going to speak to that. I don't know what that was. I, I I can't argue for or against. You know what, man? I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. But you're right. We insult America's government all the time. He can insult our government. I don't fucking care. So they started talking about politics. It, it felt like uh, Tom went into a buzzsaw. And uh, so Tom pivoted, which he did a couple times. 
This is precedent. This is unprecedented. <laughs> no, it just has to be said. Yelling from, <laughs> from upstairs. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I had, wow. to get a, I had to get a tea. I had to get Owning a tea. the room. Listen, here's what's really crazy about it is Joe says, Joe said something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm not going to come up there because you have a loopy government. Like, he made it seem like our government was going to lock him up. This is what I'm saying. Like, like we have some sort of wild regime up here. That's not going to like happen Like, the second ever. he steps foot in Canada, they're yeah. like, right wing! Yeah. And they just fucking lock him up. And here's the other problem. Look, we'll get into the whole trucker thing. I wasn't done by But that. he has all... Oh, sorry. He has all the information wrong. Go ahead, Matt. No, no. What I was going to say is this is a more important thing is he acts like he's making the stand in an attempt to change our government. Like, they're somehow going to be like, Joe Rogan won't come here and perform. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you won't take you won't take your show off YouTube, even though YouTube is awful and stifling free speech within your own country. You won't take your shit down off of uh, platforms that you know are harming, like, all the countries in the world. So it's it's a, it's a such a weird stand to be like... No, I think maybe if they... If he felt that Canada was... Finning to ban the podcast because that's what Tom suggested. So if they banned your podcast, people would freak out. They would. Ne- nobody uh, was insinuating that they were going to uh, ban his podcast. But if you thought that, then that's why he'd be like, "Fuck those guys." And like you said, he doesn't have a facts straight, so that's what he could think. Okay. Yeah, but it's weird. It's- and I and I would think the most interesting thing that you guys might find offensive is he's openly endorsing Pierre Polyev. Like he doesn't even endorse Trump. And he knows way. nothing about this guy. Well, he can't pronounce way. his name. You, no, no, but I'm saying like. But that's my problem is Joe is doing the thing that's wrong with politics where he's going, this guy's common sense. And it's like, yeah, I haven't heard Pierre Polyev. I I also hate politics. I'm trying not to pay attention, but I haven't heard him exactly explain how he's going to fix the country. I've heard him say he's going to. I've heard him say. We will be just mad at him eight years from now. Thank if he you. Wins or something. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So, so. Tom Sorry, walks the into the first political uh, buzzsaw and switches to guns and starts talking about guns. And again, he's, I think he should have been doing an off air come hunt, but Joe not on air would ever say, yeah, okay, we'll go up there and shoot up some deer or some bear. And yeah, Joe, Joe can't just out of Ottawa. Joe can't understand that there are just like, um, there's just, people are different in other places in the world, like different the way we all think is different. No, but Tom was trying to explain to him that as as much as you guys have uh, make America great again, we have fuck Trudeau. Like it's everywhere, and j- just Joe, I don't know, didn't see it. Like maybe Tom was trying to say more people agree with Joe than don't. No, but even guns, where he was like, "We have guns. There are people that like guns that shoot guns. It's just not the American gun culture." No, no, it was, it was very leveled, but it, it was. Um, it's like if he were to bring up. Um, he brought up uh, these animals, all they eat hay, just to regress a bit. Tom was like, yeah, you wouldn't think something so big would eat all day. He's like, yeah, but they eat all day. A carnivore eats for two hours and sleeps. Anyways. I think um, they were talking about grass, weren't they? Grass, veg- gorillas, whatever. Speaking of guns, do you know which country has the most guns per capita? Canada. Mexico. Switzerland. Interesting. Is because everyone's in the army and they all have a gun. That's what it should be. Yeah, but they also like their gun culture is far different from the U.S. Like everyone has a gun. They have massive festivals where everyone goes and drinks and shoots their guns, <laughs> but they have very strict gun laws. So like their that gun makes so much sense. So Kamar, their gun laws are like I'm sure that's the same in Israel, right? Their, their gun laws are like own as many guns as you want, keep them at your house. 
when you want to go fire them at the range, you can. But if you if it's illegal to keep your gun loaded. Mm-hmm. So again, like if someone's going to come into your home, load that fucker up, shoot them if you want, but they don't have a lot of shootings there. So it's a weird, like, it's an argument that you can have. It's like the prohibition. You, you can have a well-armed population that doesn't have to shoot each other at the rate that the U.S. does. That's all I'm saying. But every single Canadian sh- or, or every person in a country yeah. should do a year I of service. Yeah. And, and that would that would pay for the $10,000 bursary you get when you're born that they put in the uh, low interest uh, fixed account. Think and about just, it too. If the U.S., I'm so sorry, Simon, just one thing quickly. If the U.S. did that, they're not going to be so quick to send anyone to war. And if you can't handle a gun at that state, you, you some people don't get to have a gun license. You might not like this either, but Vermont is the most well-armed state in the U.S., and they have the least amount of shootings. We won't like that because they're close to us? No, what I'm saying is a lot of people don't like, you know, you hear a lot about gun violence in the states. And what I'm saying is there is a U.S. state, there's actually a few of them, where they are super well-armed, where everyone has a gun and no one gets shot. Vermont. I mean, most of Vermont is fucking forests, so... It doesn't matter. My point population is just... Sure. Nothing. My point remains, though, is that you can have a well-armed population. I feel like we've got Kid Rock over here going after oh. uh, promoting guns. I don't know. I just... I have a hard time, like... I get it. You want to be able to have guns. But there has to be some restriction or you end up with exactly what America is now. I agree. And Joe fails to see that somehow. Yeah. Like, I I understand freedom, mm-hmm. okay? But there has to be some, like, that... It, look, if your country had, like, hardly any gun problem and there weren't, like, massive wars going on in inner cities, I would be like, yeah, of course, do whatever the fuck you want. More freedom. But that's not the case. Like... The example is right there, and it's not going well. But my question to you is, what I just told you about Vermont, or, like, pick another state, and I know you're going to say it's not that populated, it's rural, that's all fine and good. But, like, do you not think some of it is orchestrated? Orchestrated? Yeah, like, do you not think that they are actively trying to ban guns in the states for a reason? I was going to say it in the Kid Rock episode, but the biggest problem is people with guns telling you you can't have guns is that just doesn't sound right. It's too late for us because we are brought up. What do you mean? Like police have guns and you don't have a gun and we're all okay well, who's with the police? that. Who's the police? A police Simon. could be bad. They have a gun. Like Simon, well, I, his point is this. Just, oh, just hear me out for a second. Fuck. Just hear me out. His point is this. The government is ver- is capable of saying, look, we're going to take X amount of your dollars every year to put in the military. And we all go, yeah, because we should protect the country in case we get invaded, attacked, whatever, right? We all agree with that. But then when you yourself are like, I would like to invest a little bit of money into protecting my own home in case you're not there to protect me. And they go, no, 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 we got this. Don't worry. That's, I think that's all Kamar's saying is that the government. Again, Kid Rock said it, but the founding fathers, it literally was that. Yeah, I know. There's only 500 people and everyone gets a gun because there's no reason. And I totally ag- agree with that at the time. And now where we are, it obviously doesn't make sense okay. anymore because we have way too many people to operate at scale so like you, that. You think it'd be better in Canada if there's no guns allowed at all? No, I don't think that at all. Why not? But Simon. That's the safest way, right? Because you still have like rural type people who want to have guns to hunt and or shit. maybe need them or maybe need them. But do people need handguns in the city? I'm not so sure. 
There's a place in Sweden where it's a law that someone in the group has to have a gun. And it's for it's actually for polar bear protection. There's so many yeah, polar bears. I am not. I know you're not. I know. At I'm just all saying that people shouldn't have guns. What I'm saying is that the system they have in the United States does not work right now. So to tout yourself as like having the I most yeah. freedoms and we're doing everything great because we're rem- no, you're not. You have a problem that you're not addressing. And I'm not saying that means to limit all guns, but there probably is a happy median there. You I know? agree. Uh, I'm looking at it like I've watched our government be incompetent over and over and over again. So if they made another decision on something like that, I'd question. You can still have a rifle in Canada. There was, there's no problem with you going out and trying to get a license and buying a rifle. And if there is a, um, a civil war or something, God forbid, you'll have protection in the form of that rifle. But what you won't be able to do is go out and buy like a fucking clip automatic rifle to protect your house. I'm not complaining about the guns in Canada. I don't care. I don't want a gun. I've never tried to get a gun. I mean, listen, he's telling you there's a country that everyone has guns and it's all right. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I think there's something to be said where <laughs> no, I know you don't know what to tell me. You know, there's something to be said where we 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 recognize like what Simon's saying is we recognize there are certain dangers in society. Like driving is a perfect example where you your decisions affect the safety of others. Right. So we we as a we as the public have decided we're going to test you and make sure that you are capable enough to be able to do this on a daily basis around other people. And we still have terrible drivers. I get it's not a perfect system. I'm not saying it's perfect, but the point is the government does that and says, listen, you can, you can't. Joe did it last week and I meant to mention it. They were talking about drunk driving. Yeah. And Joe was like, well, I just don't like them telling me what to do. What? Are you talking You're about? You're in a country where they tell you what to do. You, you just look have, at it differently. Yeah, I agree with Kamar. I'm sorry, man. Hold on. You think that people should be able to drunk drive? They are. They you, they are. It's and the only consequences. The only um, fail safe we have is that you can't do it. No, what that, he's saying That's is, what I said. Every car should have a breathalyzer. Then you could not drunk drive. Okay, but you have a problem with your government dictating that there shouldn't be drunk driving. That's insane. I think there's a problem with this government saying anything because governments are incompetent. No, but Kamar, hold on. Back up. No, 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 no. Hold on. Just wait. There are certain things that Joe does not have a problem with the government telling And says they need to step in. Calling the wolves, whatever. Yes. No, 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 but what I'm saying. He's a hypocrite. Well, he's not a hypocrite. The point Simon's trying to make is that. he's a hypocrite. The point Simon's trying to make is that like. If you're going to say, I'm okay with the government locking people up for murder, right? We can all agree with that. That's a fucking, we can't have, starting point. we can't have murderers walking around. So that is the government saying, like, there are things that the government says you guys can't do, or or in your defense, you can do them, but there's a massive consequence, right? If you, sorry, you can drive drunk right now, even in this country, you could, if you wanted to, there's nothing stopping you. You could kill someone. (laughs) Precisely. There are consequences to it. That's the difference is. What Simon's saying is like, there are certain things that, you, yes, you can do. Look, if you want to be angry that the government makes you wear a helmet when you ride a motorcycle, fine. I can understand fighting for that kind of freedom. You don't want them to step on your feet too much. Fine. That is not at all the same as saying, I don't want my government to be able to say that you can't drink and drive. Like, we depend on them for certain things. But can no, I go back to do, it? No, we def- 
we the Other, government has nothing to do with the law. They make the laws, but the laws are enforced by the police and the courts. So then the government does have something to do with it the law. It has everything to do with the law. <laughs> if you make the law, you have a lot to do with the law. Yes. You are the final, the fucking start and the finish. But, but the government doesn't enforce the law. Are you saying because it's the provincial government? I think, again, you're wrong, though. They do enforce the who, law. Who are judges? OPP. Who are judges? Judges are, they work for the, the legal system. No, no, it's... Remember, we've gone through this. No, no, you did it with cops. Well, they're I'm either provincial the same in or America. federal. There's a judiciary. There's three forms of government. Okay, the federal, the federal court are federal judges. Yo, are sure, we? but what about Ontario? Like an Ontario provincial so. judge is an they Ontario provincial judge, yeah. and then there's a federal judge. Yeah. These are two different things. They rule over two different things. They're still part of the fucking government. What you're saying, Kamar, is the police. The police, the police enforce the laws, yeah. but the government upholds them. The, the Does that courts, make sense? The courts, the courts uphold, them. uphold the them. The governments make them, the police enforce them, and the courts. But we we decide in our country the courts are definitely part know. of the government. I don't know. Okay. I don't know anymore. No, you don't know. Agreed. But it's like, if someone wants to complain about how it is, I couldn't get enough to complain about how much I disagree with it. See, Simon, there's nuances, though. Like, back means. to your helmet thing. Yeah. If I live in America, okay. I got to be honest, I would feel like the government overstepping a little bit there just and just hear me out they're looking out for your safety i get it you live in a country where freedom is bar none number one they don't have free health care i said to you matt if they want to fight over helmets i'm fine with that make it a thing where it's only minors who have to wear helmets and as soon as they reach a certain age they don't have to wear that helmet anymore the same way we do with multitudes of laws I have no problem with that. But the things that affect, those are things affecting you. You get hit by a car, you die. As soon as you start affecting other people, that's where we have the government step in to make sure that these things happen so that people aren't just out there like, you know, I don't like this guy. I'm going to fucking off him or this guy's in my way. I'm just going to smash into him with my car. Like (laughs) that's why we have these fucking laws. Well, you're talking about, okay, but we're getting a little in the weeds here. Like laws are different. Kamar's talking about freedoms versus laws. Like I get it. If you make freedom to wear a helmet. Sure. That's a, that's a law. Sure. Okay. Well, freedom to not wear a helmet. You mean, I guess. What we're debating is a law, the law to wear a helmet or to not wear a helmet or to drunk drive or not to drunk drive. Like, I don't know how to classify that. To me, that's all governmental shit. And Kamar, you're forgetting too. like Joe is, we're all old now. Okay, Joe is Joe is old. Same age as Joe. Sure. Well, I'm I'm a little bit younger, but yes, we're the same age as Joe. And Joe, we are all now like that guy in that clip that Joe plays. We are that old man who's like, what kind of communist country are we when I can't tie off a few cold ones in my truck after I get off work? Like, as things change, we are. Yes, we are. We are. He is not. Okay, maybe he's like, I can't believe they didn't tell me to stop doing this ten years ago. Okay, fine, sure. But my point is, Kamar is like. As you get older, that's just kind of how it is. Like we are, it, it, I'll, I'll get to it in the Kid Rock one, but Joe and Kid Rock did this funny thing where they're like, no, man, conservatives are cool now. And it's like, no, asshole, you guys are just the old conservatives who think you're cool. That's not how it necessarily is. Like, mm, I don't know, because all, all the young things all lean Trump, like Nelk and all those guys are all. That's one thing you just named. 
uh, well, all, that whole maybe not, yeah, maybe not Logan Paul camp. I don't know. The I most bet you, popular I bet you thing Trumpers. in the world is Mr. Beast. I can probably tell you which way that he's guy a bioneer. Well, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Anyways, no, I, you're making my points on like it. He I, watches this tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny subsect of fucking the world. Are you talking about me right now? I am. Because yeah, yeah. we're talking about Joe Rogan, and that's where your problem starts. <laughs> you disagree with Joe Rogan so much that it upsets you. That's that's what's happening here. Because I'm not arguing anything with you. You you attack Joe, and I say, well, maybe he thinks this, and you get upset. Okay. Anyways, in Kamar's defense, you are on. upset with Joe. You're not. He's not wrong. I am upset. I know. With yeah. Joe. I know. I agree. Yeah. I have to listen to this guy over and over and over a fucking again. But Kamar's point is, is you're so taking it too personal. It's not like personal. It's but like, it is because in this episode, Joe said, "I have no problem with Canadian citizens. I don't like your government," which should be right there. You going. Oh, Joe's got no problem with me or the way I live my life. He just doesn't like the way our government, he feels, you're forgetting too, he feels like our government is oppressing us, which is not like a terrible thing. He's not like Simon Soap. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's one of those things like, uh, like you said before, he's on YouTube. He's on all these places. He's, he's not really taking, he's a, a part of he's the problem, not taking a stand at all. Except for on this Canada thing for some reason. And. Well, hold on. Let's give the guy his flowers. He is taking a stand. He spent three years where he didn't have to railing on COVID and railing on all these assholes and companies and bringing people on to try to get what he thought was the truth out. He did that at a detriment to himself and potentially risking his empire. I'm just saying you can look at it as however you want. I'm going to give the guy his flowers. He does fight the good fight and he is here Albeit, I agree with you, it is misplaced, but he is trying to fight the good fight here. For us, people that are not of his country. Mm, okay. Uh, I thought it was interesting when Tom told the story, which might have been when his final act, he got too drunk on Jay Leno. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess he started getting calls. But it sounded like today that would have been a viral moment. It was viral. Remember, he cut his desk up with a fucking no, chainsaw. No, but he said it. The movie companies stopped calling yeah. me. Like it was. It wasn't. Like I wonder if we our sensibilities have changed so much that had he done something like that today, it would have been a massive success. And like, oh, that's great. People are going to come see the movie. He 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 said it regretfully. Like it's sort of. I wish I hadn't done that. And fuck the guy that had him drinking before. What I enjoyed the most is when Tom got real. Because um, he then told the real story, or not the real story, the first time that he, he, he's been living in L.A. for 20 years. Finally, the pandemic happens. He goes in a van. Joe gives him a hard time about that. Oh, I don't know if he does. He swung it around that Joe was finally interested in the ruins. But anyways, finally discovers after that that his real, his, he feels 100% Tom Green in the woods two hours outside of Ottawa or whatever it is. I'm not trying to dox him. Um, so now things are finally all together. I'm going to go on a vacation to Costa Rica. Brutal. And he tells, I don't know if we should talk about the story. I think you should almost listen to this episode to let him tell it. But uh, that one, Joe, over. You have pictures of that. Um, it's crazy. He nearly lost both his feet. And I never realized that a skin graft is when they, they peel. They, I figured they took the whole fucking thing. They took a whole piece of skin off your leg, like a chunk, but they can actually take nanomillimeters of skin and it's super fragile, but it's, that's, 
So fucked. That's so crazy. How did that happen to him? So there were apparently there was a massive fire on the beach. Like he was saying, the size of Joe's studio. And I guess in like when they went to put it out, they just oh, covered it, it with under sand. The sand. Right, right. And then right, he right. took like a step, and his feet I guess sunk into the sand. That's so crazy. What's crazy? And too he is, was probably wasted because well, he, he said he was at a party, went back to sleep, got or days of confused, just not. And he said the top of his foot burnt, and I was like, that's because the sand was like boiling. <sighs> Yeah, dude, that hurt. That would hurt so. So fucking he's bad. found everything, and now he's in a um, hospital in Costa Rica for two weeks. And then he tried to just uh, express his views on gratitude, and Joe wasn't even having any of that. Oh no, yeah. Um, as soon as he disagreed with Joe about the truckers, that fucking sent this whole thing just in a weird direction. He still was able to bring it back with the Aztecs. Have uh, you guys seen Never Cry Wolf though? No. It's an amazing movie. Amazing Joe shat on it. You just got to throw fucking something. When he wind. eats that mouse, that is like, I remember note. that my from my note. childhood. My next note. That just, being like the most the dark, crazy. You, know you, know well, you can't pick no, another movie. We're not doing the movie he doesn't know. We are. No, we are not. Because without having seen that movie, he will have zero idea. Of, and that gives you too much of an opportunity to win. And I'm on a good run, too. We're, we're not doing that. I'm sorry. It's a Canadian movie. Is it Canadian? No, I don't think it's nah, Canadian. Maybe. It might be Canadian. It came out right around the same time as the Dingo Ate My Baby. The, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. Um, Cry <clears throat> in the Dark or whatever the fuck it's called. It's the, I think that's, the first, that's, that's a movie that made me grow up. Everything what I was see, it called? Never Cry Wolf? Who's in it? Never Cry Wolf. And it, I know what year it came out because I looked it up. But <laughs> uh, Brian Dennehy. It's and this like weird looking guy. I don't even think he was like famous at the no, time. No, you know who he, he is? He's like the bungling um, accountant in uh, Untouchables. Kamar, you both said it came out when you were kids. I'm going to say 87. Eight. I well, we're not playing the game because I, I would have food on it. Like, no, wait, you yeah. guess. You know who I'm talking about, though. No, the bungling I don't know who you're about. Um, uh, accountant guy who's in the Untouchables. Like he. Okay, well, I'll just look he's up. He's not a movie shooter, and I'll see what. There's Kevin Costner. Don't worry. There's Andy, Andy Garcia, Garcia. There's Sean Connery. Yeah, and then there's the guy. Oh, the guy that was in Memento? Exactly. He, he doesn't know how to use a gun. He's a, yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's the guy who brings out, and that's what we're going to do is the movie game is Untouchables because we got there from Six Degrees I'm to Kevin Bacon. 100% positive we've already done that movie. And that doesn't matter because you guys don't remember anything. You want to do Untouchables, what we're doing? I really want to do Never Cry Wolf, and I suggest people watch it because that's where Joe lost me. At Never Cry Wolf. Gotcha. It's the J-R-E-E. Time has come again From Matt and Simon Two racks that brings together The budget in the box office We all know they won't guess the year And the Patreons are the real winners Here at the J-R-E-E movie game Come on, take it away, baby it's the movie game. It's the movie game where Matt and Simon go head to head to find out what your movie came out, how much it cost to make it, and how much it made in the box office. This week we're doing The Untouchables, an American crime film, directed by Brian De Palma, who also did um, Scarface. Thank you. Written by David Mamet, who also did. Oh, David Mamet. Magnolia, wrote a, I believe. He wrote a ton of shit. Oh, he's awesome. He's a, well, he's a playwright. Mm hmm. Really, David Mamet wrote Starring Dev, Kevin Costner, Charles Martin Smith, Andy Garcia, Robert De Niro, and Sean Connery. Maybe it was Charles Martin Smith. That's who I was thinking of. 
Yes, it was. Show me a photo of him. Is he the guy from Memento? Am I fucking crazy? Oh, no, don't show me anything. We're in the middle of this. And he's Canadian. No Because it was a Canadian movie, obviously. We're talking about Never Cry Wolf. Oh, yeah, this is Inception yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. Uh, anyone who listens to the podcast, this is a great movie. Uh, you will love Sean Connery. You will love Robert De Niro. You'll love Andy Garcia. Oh, the scene with the baseball bat. Come on now. Or the carriage. Simon, I'm ready. I'm all ready. I'm ready, too. I said it came out in 92. I said it came out in 89. 1987. Mm. Untouchables? Yeah, Untouchables. Wow. Wow, I could not have been further off there. Just a casual five years. All right, I said it cost twenty-seven million and it made a hundred and forty. And I said it made twenty or cost twenty and it made eighty-nine. Budget twenty-five million. Okay, I'm two million off. Box office one oh six point two million. Mm, Pretty close, man. That's a win. Ninety. Eighty-nine. Yeah, you're pretty close, Simon. That's a win, Simon. I'm five and yeah. ten. Yeah. I was two and 30. I'm sure we've done that movie before, but that's fine. Gives that's a all fuck. Good. That's the movie game. Do you think you, that it, almost a movie game? I had one more um, one more thing. Because Never Cry Wolf was 1983. Oh, that's why I came with the year I was born. And that's the movie game. And it's a Canadian movie, and you yeah. just have no reason to see it unless your parents <laughs> had been watching it at the time. Like, I just... I I Budget $11 million, Box office, $27.6 million. I would have guessed somewhere around that. I would have said it cost less than eleven. Oh, no, there's make. no way. If you thought it was Canadian, there's no way you would have thought $11 million. $11 million in 1983 is a big budget movie. For Canadian it's movie? Only that's probably because they had to go to the Arctic, and that costs money to film. No, out. Walt Disney made it. Walt Disney made Never Cry Wolf? No fucking way. Wow. How about that? Um, Gotta have some anti-Semitic something so in there. So sadly, because of they talked about Never Cry Wolf falling on the ice, did you go to see that footage? Of what, the dude? No, the the wife. No. I, oh, no. my God. I don't want to see that. Oh, my God. It's... it's oh, God. Fuck. Um, fuck the internet. Uh, but the best. The best part is uh, Tom talking about... Uh, his chicken <laughs> and oh, the farmers hilarious. come over and you can just imagine on his hands and he's why why and he's like do you guys cry over chickens he goes, not nope. over some dead chickens not over some dead chickens we don't <laughs> and then keeps loretta that was hilarious more chickens <laughs> breaking news and i i swear to god it had me in stitches I was laughing out so loud, <laughs> felt like somebody knew, and uh, yeah. I th- you I- just glazed over the ancient civilizations in America, but it is crazy that, you know, you they dig up this fucking giant wall in Texas, or like... And they- he, thinks, he thinks they're um, trying to not promote it. And it's the same as the pyramids. Well, they definitely are because or trying not to promote it. I agree with that. Otherwise, that would be like a huge fucking deal, you know? You should watch uh Bardo again. It's all about that. Again for the first time? For the first time, yeah. No, I I always think every day how I don't know anything about anyone's history. Yep. Like if I was Mexican, what I go back to because in my head, we are here, and then you go back the generations, like Joe says, and there's some guy in a canoe living in a lodge. And then before that, I guess there's First Nations. 
in these places. And then before that, we're underneath a mile of ice. But if I was Mexican, I don't know what my what I see is where I came from or existed or any other country. I think Americans are similar to ours. But places with no... Well, I mean, America is hilarious. Like, for the longest time, um, Clovis, 10,000 years, that was how long ago people had been in America. When we were kids. Which is such a crazy concept to think. You when we were kids, I mean? that was the science, right? That was the science. Up until, like, 10 years ago or no. something. Yeah, I'm telling no, you... 30 like, years ago. Clovis was only disproven. That like, is weird. I do remember I do remember being big news before there's even social media that they it had gone back a bit further. A bit further, like hundreds of thousands of years further. Is that it? Come on, we gotta move on. Right. Yeah, the Loretta story is hilarious. And I, I would recommend anybody watch it to go through the tenseness of this podcast with the release of Tom telling those stories. I actually give this one a four. I give it a four too. I give it a three and a half, but I thought it was really good. I thought like Tom did everything humanly possible. I thought it got a little annoying at times because Joe is just like, just, it wasn't even a conversation at certain points. It was Joe giving lectures and it Joe was had his fangs whatever, out. but it was good. I liked it. Tom is great. Well, in closing, I got to say, remember when Maddie Matheson was on? Yes. Yeah. So Maddie Matheson, after he was on. He Maddie went, Matheson, the chef? Yeah. Was on Joe Rogan? Yeah. We reviewed it. Yeah. We liked him. I don't remember that at all. Anyway, he got a lot of flack after his appearance because people were like, you didn't really push back on Joe's like views on Canada or... Was that still a vaccine time as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he caught a lot of flack. And I thought Tom, I thought Tom did a great job of like never getting flustered himself and like never kind of weaning off the path. Like he was like, I'm going to tell, like, I'm going to tell Joe how I feel. I'm going to let him know. I'm not going to get frustrated no matter how like hard he pushed back. I don't know. I thought Tom did a great job. I thought Tom's beauty, I kind of agree with you, was that when he felt that there was no more way to convince Yeah, he like, was just like, let's move on. He gave Joe a compliment and yeah. he yeah. changed the subject. Yeah. And good for him because Joe would have stayed on it for another hour. It was know? almost like the status. Meaning what? Because he looks at Tom. But Josie's Tom is like... Almost an equal in this I thing. Mean, or I broadcasting. Don't think he does, but yeah. obviously he does. I'm, I'm telling you, like, um, to headline the club, like Joe holds him in very high esteem, and I bet you Tom's individualism, just the way he keeps it real, Joe respects that. No matter what he disagrees with, or, or they, you know what? Um, I'm not in Joe's head. I don't know what he thinks. Perfect. All right, moving on. Twenty one oh five, Doctor Phil. No. I thought we were doing the... No, we were going to do the gambling guy, weren't we? Isn't no, what, we were going to do Dr. Phil so that you got more time with your gambling guy because Dr. Oh. Phil was just garbage and okay. he ate sure. up most of the sure. time with Tom sure. Green. Yeah, sure. I like this. It really threw me off there. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, me and Simon, unfortunately, had to talk about this prior to this. He did? Well, we, we I walked past his street. He's like, yeah, he's opening up uh, his own media company. Because um, you... It's, is it about getting the truth out there or uh, if it really is just putting crazy people debating, mm-hmm. like what, whatever, that's one thing. But if it's, it's to make money more than anything, right? Dr. Everything Phil, is to make money. Dr. Yeah. Phil's track record. Like, let's just look back. And this is the problem with this podcast is that Joe fails to remember the time where... Cash me outside. 
everything, his whole show has always been exploiting people. Um, look, it, it's, it wasn't as bad as some of the other ones, yeah. but it wasn't like... Do you remember when the guy from... Real television. Do you remember when he had the guy from bumfights.com on? I do. And he dressed as Dr. Phil. And then Dr. Phil threw him off the show. Fucking hilarious. (laughs) Come on, the whole thing is this guy. So he's like, he's he's like, this guy's a terrible guy. He he has this website where he makes homeless people fight. And then he does it for clicks. And I'm going to have him on the show. So he brings him on and the guy comes out. He's shaved a bald patch in his head. He's wearing a suit like Dr. Phil. And he sits down and Dr. Phil's like, what is this? Supposed to be some sort of joke. And he's like, he's like, no, I'm just here showing. He's like, you're going to tell people that I'm here exploiting poor people and people that have a sad story. And you're doing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. And Dr. Phil's like, I'm not going to have this. You get off my show. You can just get up and leave. And he survived that. That sounds like an own. Who is the guy? Oh, he was just some dude. He started no. bumfights.com. Oh, so he's rich. I'm sure bum fights did very well. I think he probably yeah, did probably, well yeah. for himself, but who fucking He's knows? probably that's not, somebody. That's not the point. The You're forgetting, though, early internet, like, it's dicey well, how much money was made. Like, nowadays, if you have a huge website, you're making a fucking fortune. But back in the early days, you had to play it right. And this is back when Dr. Phil had brown hair? Mm, I don't remember. Anyways, Dr. Phil, like, look, I get... He to me, Doctor Phil isn't in any way the bastion of truth out there. No, you know what I'm no. saying? And nor would I turn to his network. Like if I saw, if I didn't listen to Joe Rogan, it's the same as Doctor Oz. And I saw, Do- well, that comes from Doctor Phil, doesn't it? Oh no, it was no, from Oprah. Oprah but, but same thing, same same. Did, didn't Doctor Phil come from Oprah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah. it's all the same umbrella. Yeah. My point, Simon, is like if it were Doctor Oz and not Doctor Phil. Joe would be all over this, like, fuck that guy. He's not even oh, a real yeah, doctor, right, yeah. that sort of thing. But he happens to be friends with, with his, his son. son yeah. So everything changed. This is what I mean. That's what I'm saying. He is not the guiding light of of uh, truth and principle. Like, I just, he's out there making money off the backs of these people. And whatever, I'm not saying he shouldn't do that. But I also am saying that we don't then lift him up to this point of, like, sainthood. Well, it's because him and Joe... Sainthood, because that's not what he is. I'm sorry. I mean, it's because him and Joe line up ideologically. Right? That's why he's on the show, too. For now, I really think that Dr. Phil has probably flip-flopped his view a billion times over the... From Oprah to Joe. That's interesting, because they're both... I'd like to know Dr. Phil's stance on... Joe Rogan is Oprah for guys. Sorry? I'd like to know Dr. Phil's stance on marijuana. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know I, on his show, he's told people not to use yeah, it. Of course, he'd so. be against it. For youth, at least. Oh, of course. But yeah, I just <laughs> Bad found, for the family. I found this Fabric episode of the family. insanely annoying. This is one of those episodes where um, a few times I accidentally went back to one time, and you're like, oh my, I couldn't make it through this. This is how this guy talks? Yeah, 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 yeah. At, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, he's having Adam Ray on as Dr. Phil. This is going to be the best episode <laughs> ever. It's like a virtuous and signaling thing, because I think with any that again, virtual signaling thing. No, no, one more time. Virtual signaling thing. Is it virtue? virtue? Are you sure it's virtual? Virtual. virtual. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's virtual no, signaling. No, I'm, I'm just trying to... Uh, Oh, he's, serious got, here. he's got his AR headset on. No, I'm virtual signaling. I'm, I'm signaling through my Apple it's vision. It's a virtual signaling thing. Because if I had any of these people's money, like he's saying, look, Joe, I've just had enough. Something has to be done. 
but I'd just be living my life. Like this, this pursuit of putting together the um, network to put all this together. Like it, it, in the twilight of my career, it seems like it's a lot of work. Yeah. And if I thought for one That's weird. second, you think Donald Trump should run for president? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. No, okay. I don't. I've never said he could. Okay. But he did. I, he ran for president. But And so he's running. I think he's a person who should win. But if he bowed out, I would be like, oh, no, okay, that makes hope sense. is gone. Yeah, yeah. What, what yeah, are we yeah. going to do? Because, again, it's not my president. Yeah. I still don't care. No, but I'm just saying, like, I look at that. I agree with you. Like, I always look at people that age, and I'm like, why are you still hustling so fucking hard? Like, you have so much I money. Get it. I Go don't, sit on a beach. I don't get the Pope. Like, just take it off. <laughs> Listen, I, I get that there are people out there who make their nut and then feel like they have to give back to the world or, if, like, they see something going on, an injustice that they feel like they have to right. But... Has that been like Dr. Phil's MO? You it know is now, I mean? apparently. Okay, and maybe he'll prove me wrong and his network will be something that is like... And if that's the case, then donate all the fucking earnings to these people you're trying to help, you know? My whole thing with Dr. Phil is like, no matter... Let's say he is as altruistic as he proposes to be. <clears throat> At the end of the day, for me, I feel like everything he's done to try to make the world a better place as as truly was all undone with Daniel Brigate. I think he's only trying to make... Who's uh, Daniel Brigate? Is that like Cash Me Outside? Cash Me Outside. I think he's just trying to make America a better place. No, I, no I'm, I'm not saying he's not. My point, though, is like through all of his efforts, at the end of the day, the thing that he's known for the most is this obnoxious fucking 15-year-old white girl who, at the end of the day... Her obnoxiousness made her probably richer than Dr. Phil. I bet she's got more money than it, Dr. It's Phil. It's so re- re- the reward oh, of behavior. One thousand percent has more money than no, Dr. Phil. I don't think so. Oh, oh my god! They, I, I, oh, I would say they're oh probably equals. We're gonna check right I now. I don't think she, like Dr. Phil is asking her for. A, no, no, but even that, right like a, even a for, but even for them to be equal, Kamar speaks volumes about the world we live in now. Where like, if he's he's an actual doctor, right? No, I don't think so. And that. Uh, I could oh, because when Joe was like residency's hard, he was like, "Yeah, I've heard that." <laughs> when I did, when I, yeah, well, no, like, he, he said when I did my psychological internship, yeah, I yeah. don't think he's like a medical yeah. doctor. I could be wrong though. Who? Oh, I really want to know who's got more money now. I'm fucking dying to know. Yeah, it's got to be coming, her. It's coming. She's got tits. It's got to be her. Not to be um, uh, inflammatory, but they were talking about how a kid should be able to go tell his teacher um, that it's, it's um, coming out or whatever, or it, like keep, they want, you don't have to tell the parent. Mm-hmm. If you're, if the 12 year old says I'm a boy born a girl and I don't want you to tell my parents that I think that should be directed to the guidance counselor and they should be trained for that. But just saying all teachers have this, a better bond with the student. I, th- I think, I think that's teachers playing God. So I agree with them there. I would agree with you, Kamar. So the problem is, I don't know if you saw this, Texas just changed the laws where like school, so to be a school counselor, you used to have to have a master's degree and you used to have to do X, Y, and Z. You couldn't, like, I didn't know, I had no idea that being a school counselor was like this fucking super high learned thing. Anyway, I think it'd be a sweet position. They changed it in Texas. Now you just have to be like a, uh, what is it? Is it a deacon? I can't remember. But I saw this this Texas guy grilling some fucking guy that passed the law, and he's like, he's like, what is a deacon? Like, what? Either way, it's crazy. Kamara was right. Bad baby, fifty million. 
95 million. Oh no, she's she's coming up. But uh, in one year, as opposed yeah, to Doctor Phil, has been on for thirty years. And if, if this know? Merritt Street media goes, then it's going to be a whole different ballgame. <laughs> no, you and, might have and, to get her to have her own show. And listen. I don't think it's fair to judge Dr. Phil by that one thing, by bad baby. Okay. But, but if you go back and look through his Rolodex of shows, I bet you, you find more that are like, um, Jerry Springer than more like, uh, I don't even, I can't even think of somebody who actually helps people on television because it never happens. You know what I mean? Simon, I'm not judging Dr. Phil. What I'm saying though is track record wise, you, what I'm saying is like, if he was out there to do good, he did more, that show ended up doing more harm for the world than it ever did good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I yeah, I would think so. I'm just saying it, it more than any show I can think of put on the forefront that you can be the trashiest yeah. piece of oh, shit yeah. possible 100%. and you will, you have a chance of becoming a 50 millionaire. A hundred percent, Matt, a hundred percent. And if Dr. Phil really wanted to help humanity, I would have not released it, would it. it. Well, I mean, it's too late for that, but he should spend the rest of his career trying to show that that is the absolute wrong way to go. Yeah. And he just spends all his time telling people how not to be bad baby. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Not out there looking for a new network. Like to me, the, this sounded like me being the jaded guy that I am. Yeah. I was like, well, he's lost all his audience on his normal Dr. Phil show. And he's trying to figure Pivot. out another yeah. way to make it relevant. And to do that, he has to get onto his own network, but he can't support his own network by himself. So he has to like, and again, that's just me jaded. Maybe he's a great guy who's only out there. And at the end of his career, he wants to be altruistic and go out helping the world. With his $95 million. I was just... But if that was the case, then you do all this for free. I was just thinking, too, like, I, as I said that, they never, they probably never thought, like, when they watched the recording of that, I bet they never thought anything of it. The like, cash me outside. You know what I mean? Like It was just another fucking episode. I know, that's why... No, no I, I bet 100%. you... 100%. No way. No oh, my way. God. You can go back. Kamar, I don't even watch Dr. Phil, and I know that you can go back and find another episode where somebody was a terrible kid who talked badly to Dr. Phil. They just didn't end up with a catchphrase, and it didn't happen at the time where things went viral. No, but he's talking and, about, I'm talking about the people in the producers of the show, like, oh, this is going to be good. No, I guarantee you. Okay. I mean, listen, I bet they were like, this is going to be good, not... This is going to be one of the most viral clips yeah, no, of all I, time. I don't think, no fucking because way. Because that was like the first thing like that that was viral like that. Where I don't know about the first, but it one was, sentence makes yeah. a fucking person's whole career. I bet you someone called her. I bet you someone called her. I saw you on Dr. Phil. I want to represent you. I think you'd be a millionaire. Someone yeah, saw it. Yeah, someone after, saw it. After, after it blew up. Fact, not before she was on there. But when they put this out, they'll be like, oh, we'll probably get She wasn't like, I'm going to go on there the and say this the, thing and the, get famous. I don't think that's the what The producers put out, it averages 100 views, 100,000 views, 100 units, whatever, an episode. This is just another one. 100 yeah. Maybe. units, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> you hate everything, Simon. Um, if you if so you're much. trying to um, sneak into America, look for the green uniforms. That's a, it was a teachable moment. Um, Again, I don't believe a goddamn word that Dr. Phil says. When he talked about presentism, that's the thing Dr. Phil does is... Um, Wait, hold coins, on. Words. Coins words? Hold on. I just, I just got hit with something crazy. 
I'm sorry, this is totally off topic. I have to do it, though. Andrew Callahan got arrested for coming over the border. Callahan got arrested. Channel 5, Andrew Callahan got arrested for coming over the border. Right? Am I, you saw I, that? I, I, it, I saw it on a screen. Okay, fine, 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 fine. But the point is, you saw what I saw, which was him getting arrested. Mm-hmm. But none of those other people coming over illegally are getting arrested. Uh, didn't they jump back in the water? I, and I don't want to push back in this, but... I, no, no, what I mean is, like, there's people walking across the border that are getting $3,000 in a cell phone. Andrew Callahan went to jail. And didn't get his cell phone? Because <laughs> no, he's, he's an American citizen. No, I get it, he but... He should I, have not even got arrested. I was just thinking about the law, because he was like, what am I being arrested for? And they were like, you, you cross the border illegally. illegally. That's right. But they're all crossing illegally. No one's getting arrested. Hey, uh, like, what? did he get a free bus ride back to Chicago at least? Anyway, keep going. If what they're saying is true about the border, yeah. which I have no idea what to believe sure. anymore, yeah. that sounds insane. That they're just, you're walking across the border willy-nilly. You can come from anywhere. It's not like, it. that sounds crazy to me. I don't know what country would ever be okay with having open borders. It was happening like here. It was in the news last year, that, that crossing at Quebec. That was the exact same thing was happening on a much smaller scale. Okay, well, I'm not saying we're perfect. Well, you I'm... just asked what country. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> well, our country, then. I think that's crazy. Sorry. No, I listen, Simon, I agree, and I'm with you. Where I didn't, I did, I tr- before I watched this Andrew Callahan thing, I was like, this is just being publicized for clicks and for publicity or for politics, whatever. Uh, again, I don't think I'll, I, I feel like Andrew Callahan, other than the clicks. The most telling thing is actually to call back to the Tom Green episode is at the end, he just shows Joe the sign from three years ago when this was happening. Yeah. So this didn't happen in the last six months, 12 months. It's been happening for like five years. I think that's what people don't realize. But if, if you are trying to break in, look for the green uniform, apparently. Don't look for the yellow because the, the Texans will fuck you up. The Federales will uh, hook you up. <laughs> Uh, according to them, I don't know. I was there. And, and the other term that I, has been invented or coined is military-aged men. Just to describe people. I, I never heard that in the last 10 years or in the last five years. I never heard that term to describe a person. Well, it's someone of age to join the military? Uh, yeah, obviously, but... 40. N- I guess you could say a drinking-age man. Commentators or people specifically saying it's military-aged men. They're just immigrants, men, women, children. Uh-huh. They do say it's mostly old men. It's it just, it's obviously it's to infer something. Oh, if, if it's true what he said about China, and I don't even know how that works, but if all the, their land they own is around all the bases, that just seems impossible, right? Or it'd be an oversight of somebody. If it's true, I don't know. Uh, but when he was talking about presentism, he was like, is it, it was another time, Joe. It's another time, and that is horrible. And I kept feeling he was going to say, and if I was living back then, I would be racist. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was holding back from saying that, but... Um, what was presentism? T- taking down Andrew Jackson's or... Um, Present, it was it was judging oh. people by judging people of yesterday by today's standards. So like Benjamin Franklin or any of the founding fathers saying they owned slaves, you're holding them to an mm-hmm. unfair... Um, standard by by the standard they grew up in i mean i i think you could probably judge it by um case 
because I think you'll run into some of them where, yeah, they're probably, they were just doing what, whatever was going on at the time. And then some of them were, you know, maybe doing things a little more. Um, yeah. Like it, did I had slaves, but I fed them and clothed them and kept them somewhat comfortable versus yeah, and I, I beat the shit out of every one of them every fucking day. Yeah. I yeah, get it. yeah. And I hate to like, you know, beat off a dead horse, but we're talking about the seventies when the United States is erecting statues of Werner von Braun in front of NASA. You know what I'm saying? That like, slipped through the cracks. That's not going back very far at all. So at least fix that shit. No, like, but if you don't want to go back 200 years, fine, but go back 30 you or 50 you or whatever fix, the fuck you it is. You can't fix anything because no one knows how this canceling thing works. Cause look at Shane as a quick turnaround. And then I think about um, Robert Downey Jr. I don't know if you're old enough to remember. Yeah, he but was, he was like, like the worst. Drugs, yeah. Mug shots, broken a house, like fuck this guy. And his comeback was celebrated. I don't think Chris Brown has recovered. I mean, I'm just saying. We were talking about tearing statues down. How did you no, get We're talking there? about cancellation. Going back, can someone change? What it? What is it? Well, I mean, I don't think there's any Chris Brown statues. So wait, going on let, I just, so. I have a question for you. Okay. Let's just say your favorite, uh, artist. Kanye West. Kanye West. Michael Jackson. Kanye West. Perfect example. Right now he's Kanye. He's out there banging chicks, but 20 years ago he was a pedophile. This is not true. Just throwing that out there. Are you then, are you banging with Kanye today? His music. Proven pedophile. Like Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael Jackson never it's, was, it's, he was a, never apparently having, even having sex with the kids. I'm talking about like proven. Are you banging with him I wonder. today? Well, I sure fucking hope not. Simon, I got bad news for you. R. Kelly's people still yeah, play R. R. Kelly yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you got nothing. When ignition comes on, people still fucking. He just told me I you got nothing. <laughs> you made a hypothetical. <laughs> that is that's it, terrible. If you found like, out that Kanye West was a pedophile, would you never listen to um, his songs again? I think if I found out that if Kanye fucked seven year old kids, I would probably be done with his music. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, know. It's man. easy for me to say that I don't like Michael Jackson. I've never liked his music. I don't listen to his music. You know what I mean? I would never buy a Michael Jackson album. Listen, you know I'm not a Kanye fan, but when I'm flying into Vegas, when I first see the strip, I have to play fucking nah, 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 wait till I get my money. And is that I don't the, care the how only, many seven-year-olds he fucked. I don't give a shit. He, if he, if he, if, is that the only thing? Oh, <laughs> well, no. If, if he, fucked, he fucked children, then he, his music's no good. But if he raped a woman twenty years ago, his music's still no good. I guess it depends on the on the case. Because that's like what happened to Mike Tyson, who's come out of the ashes. Yeah, like, like I don't know. Well, he served his time in prison. So yep. you're telling me that Kanye is going to go to prison for his rape? Because then, yeah, Kanye for hasn't sure. Raped no, no, I know. <laughs> he's also, going he's also not a pedophile. We like yeah, we okay. said that well, up I'm just front. trying to make you sure we don't get sued you're here. Acting like it's a point to argue on. Like I don't even I, I I can't defend a pedophile obviously. But Either way, Simon, I think we've we've established from five years of this podcast that the three of us, you, me, and Kamar, we are all very capable of separating the art from the artist, as most people should be. There's a lot. There's plenty of 
There's plenty of art you probably respect that if you look back at the character of the person that made it, there would definitely be a Beethoven. lot of some Beethoven. sometimes and sometimes I'm able to separate the art from the artist. Like it depends on what you did. Beethoven. I get it, but Simon. Had sex with children. You're hypothetical. Did Beethoven have sex uh, no, with if, children? If, if oh my god, did. his estate's coming well, out. Well then for a I too. wouldn't listen to Beethoven anymore. Again, not a hard thing for me to do. <laughs> like it was not like you're really boycotting him. No, but you got to think of something. You see, the problem is you're not hitting Simon's wheelhouse. You got to find something that Simon fucking loves and then use that against him. He hates everything. He loves yeah, nothing. that's the problem you no, encountered. I, I was here. trying to because the presentism was more the statues and stuff, and I was just saying cancellation yeah. here. Well, no, I was just doesn't work. I, let me ask you a question. Weird how we got there, but the the statues is more interesting to me because there are probably are some statues out there that you, Christopher Columbus. Here's a perfect example. Sure. Here's a guy we found out didn't even do what they said he did. So they were trying to laud him as this really influential figure. He has statues all over the place. Not only was he a bad guy, but he wasn't even the first guy to discover America. So he's useless. Get rid of his statues. Or like, at the statue, have a plaque that says that and a QR code to find out more. Why? For, for, for to show how we Chris, lied to ourselves. Christopher Columbus is a perfect example. Okay. Because there's a guy who was horrible. So he should be canceled just for being horrible for the way he tra- treated the people when he came here. But not only that. It was, it's false history. He's not even the guy who discovered America. It had been discovered a long time ago. So, well, Kamar, I'm curious. So, so you would, you, over simply taking down a statue, you would rather they just put up a, a plaque and a QR code so that we can learn from history? I mean, I just, I, like, I get what you're saying. Go back to my last episode when I talked about Christopher Columbus. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just, I'm curious. Like, I don't see the big deal in saying, like, I don't either. I'm just saying, or. Yeah, sure, I just sure, said or. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Guys, that's well, no, no, like no. killing children, no, so no, no, no. we'll get rid of the hey, statue. I'm not even arguing that this hard. All I'm saying is like, Kamar, I understand there's certain statues where I, I can understand why people would be like, this one seems egregious. Like if you live in the South and you're African-American, I can understand why you wouldn't want Absolutely. every park having a Confederate general yeah. um, statue. I, I get that. I understand. I'm, I'm, what, but what if you didn't even know? And you were walking about it every day and you didn't even look at it. You, didn't, you just didn't care about history. And then all of a sudden you're like, so why do you care if it gets taken down? I don't case? care if it gets taken down. No, no, down. I'm saying, why does that person care if it gets taken down yeah. if they don't even know what it is? That's what I'm, I'm saying. I mean, listen, ignorance is bliss. We can all agree with that. But like, we know, for example, John A. McDonald was a fucking terrible person when it came to Native Americans. Native Americans have to walk by statues of him all the time. So I think that Dr. Phil point is the statue is now like a, um, for lack of a better example, a Holocaust monument. The problem is no bad things happen. Never forget. Holocaust monuments don't feature a bronze statue of Hitler doing the fucking. That's very true. That's exactly true. That's my only issue. I'm with you. I agree. But it's just that like if. So take down the statue and put up a monument to whatever that statue (laughs) represented that you're. You know what I'm saying? I I just thought a plaque would be cheaper. I guess that's what I said. Oh, but again, you still have to stare at the person who did the wrong. Like I don't. Again. You go too far sometimes, not you, the people trying to pull down the statues. And that's the, this is the the sticky situation is that you give an inch and then they want to tear everything down. But if categorically we can, you know, later in history, we can decide that this person is shit, then get rid of them. I mean, Simon's, listen, the Christopher Columbus, the Christopher Columbus one is a perfect example of like, that just seems like the straight goods. Like we were just lied to about how great Lied, this guy was. To. He was a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Um, I, I, I agree with you hundred percent though. They will never stop. 
You know what I mean? Like, it'll be like anyone who has any stain on their past, take that statue down. Like Abraham Lincoln, you know what I mean? It's like, this guy helped free the slaves and they could be like, yeah, but he cheated on his wife. So take the statue down. So you just have to make law rules. Uh, We hate... (laughs) You just have to make rules that state, like, these are the criteria by which a statue has to come down and then you won't have that problem. Listen, the way I feel is very simple. I think we, we deify too many people. Too many statues of people that, you know... I just don't think there's that many, I don't know. How many statues do you think there are in Canada? Oh my of God, people? so many. Right? And do you think there's been that many incredible people? Like well, truly world changers? We should changers? look at the Samuel Champlain, because that's one off the top of my head that exists in this city. Terry Fox. Imagine. See, there's a great, Terry like Fox that's a, a statue pedophile. I can live with, you know what I mean? I'm fine with that one, yeah. And uh, I was thinking Imagine just, if Terry Fox <laughs> was a pedophile. What is he, going he on started, here? Um is uh, Rocky's statues all right? Well, fictional character, fictional character probably the easiest. So you should have a Daffy Duck around town. Well, no, even then it could get up. bad because what if someone goes and writes a prequel where Rocky was a pedophile? Rocky's early start. This is what got him into boxing. I can only think of Terry Fox and Samuel Champlain. I, there must be another one on. You can only think of two statues in Ottawa? Okay, name three. Well, there's like Lester B. Pearson. We probably have every prime minister as a statue Shut in up. Ottawa. That's a that that's a vlog. We were forgetting too, like the war memorial. Go that's, to each one and say how racist they were. Like that the they're pedophile. <laughs> you go to yeah. Well the war royal is, is is that's a that's a brigade of sure soldiers. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's yeah. that all no, those I'm guys are pedophiles. They have bus all around the war memorial. Right now they have like these columns with a bus. Yeah, you're a right. bus yeah. Are, yeah. is a bus as offensive it's, as yes, a statue. Yeah, and I, that's yeah. why Werner von Braun has made it through. No, Werner von Braun is a giant statue. Oh. Like giant. That really, that really is the crux of this. That, that statue. It, people are upset in arms, wanting to take down people that were celebrated, and they they pumped the. And nobody there. talks about Werner. Well, that's really the issue: is that you hear the ones that are you know you hear a lot about this one or that one, and then you like you're saying you're like, well, there's a few that are so egregious that you just have never that no one yeah. even knows exists. Yeah, and there's never been talk of taking it down. No. Not that I know of anyways, which I find insane with so many social justice warriors in the world that nobody maybe, is out there maybe, fighting for the Jews. Maybe on this it's one. your calling. Yeah. In a couple of years. Not for me. Um, yeah. So if you're trying to sneak into America, look for the green jacket. Keep your eyes out. Uh, look, for, look for those. Look for look. those former winners of the fucking Masters out there. <laughs> Will you? It's Phil Mickelson. I, I, I don't know if this is too. Mike Weir just trying to stop friend. people yeah. from getting a no. Come this here, friend. Way, yeah. This way. Will you use historically minimized? No. Do you think you're going to adopt that? No. Sorry, we're what? old and we're white. We aren't adopting any of this fucking That's shit. Get out of here. That's fuck. what I'm saying. Like. Uh, my buddy was yelling at his friend um, who was leaving, like walk across the street. He said, see you later, fag. <laughs> like, it'd be like, uh, it was um, a term of endearment, obviously, but someone was walking around the corner. I was saying, yeah, you have to have an ID or something, your papers. They say, I'm, I'm ignorant and just, sorry, I, I didn't make it. it. It's all right. There's no hate crime going on here. Anyways. My buddy and I were talking about how much the world changed quickly. And we were like, yeah, it's crazy that like the hangover which came out in like the 2000s. Paging Dr. Faggot. <laughs> See, and you both laugh. It's fucking hilarious. I still say it. And then years later, Bradley Cooper goes on the Oscars and apologizes. Oh, did he? 
You didn't see that? Well, I guess he wrote the line. You no, wanna, he didn't. Oh, gross. You want to know where my anger comes from with Dr. Phil? I'd love to. Joe Rogan should have him on once. Mm-hmm. If he's on once and you want to like see what Dr. Phil is about and blah, yeah. blah, blah. But the fact that, that this guy has been on like three times now, this isn't Joe's fucking demographic as a repeat. <laughs> Good friends. Yes, he know? wants to promote the uh, television show, or I, I don't know what platform it's on. But Simon, you're forgetting that this is a machine, a two hundred and fifty million dollars. I still look a at year Joe machine. as a small little operation. No, no, no. I think that's what we have to do. Yeah, he decides to... who comes on. Joe is someone you would not like to hang out with. I disagree with that. I'm start. I'm starting to feel that way. Um, no, I think Joe probably when he's not on the show is a great guy. I think he gets on the show and he just starts like grandstanding these ideas. It's no, listen, I think Joe's human. He feels a certain way. The same way you do, Simon. Yep. You just forget that like, he's not you and you're not him. No, I guess, uh, I guess I would just like for one time for someone like Tom Green to say all that stuff and Joe be like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Well, he, then he'd be saying I'm wrong. You're right. I could still go to Canada and nothing bad would happen. You don't want him to say you're right. What you want him to say is, you know what? I hadn't seen it from that angle. Sure. Yeah. I you didn't see, I didn't, yeah. I, oh, you know what? I hadn't thought of that. And you might be right. Maybe I need sure. to revisit my shirt. Sure. Yeah. But in his defense, you should be angry now, now that we know what we know, that you had a government that made you take something that they, they knew nothing about that didn't do anything. Yes, I am. Agreed. I am actively still angry. For Agreed. That's it. That's we, and I have not it. forgotten. And but you hold are, on. You were right. His government did that too. Yes. I don't know uh, how it worked there. In the United States? It was. I think it was state by state. Like as if it would be province by province. We all did it the same. But I, I think uh, he was in LA. And before he moved before the shot came out. Like you said, he was going to get it. Kamar, either way, the point being, we removed travel restric- restrictions before the U.S., you still had to prove that you were vaccinated and you still had to have a negative COVID test to get into the States long after we had gotten rid of those restrictions. Listen, and, tons- the, and the app that they used to regulate that was supposed to cost $80,000. And so far it's cost $60 million. And, 80 million, 80 million, and the 80 million. company they paid uh, got $250 million in contracts in the last six years. Uh, and there's two employees. You and know they're what? in a cottage. It's too much. We it's to say, hey, that's the cost of doing business. We're just a country, you know. People, someone's got to lead it. I have no problem with anything you're saying. They handled COVID fucking terribly. So you, they so they you, did in the United States too. You, Nobody handled uh, it. Well. Joe Joe doesn't think America Be, did a better I mean, job his, than Canada. His one state that he fled to did it okay. In I guess. Florida. So two of four of the fucking 50 whatever states. Well, it wasn't the majority of America. And the states that were like us did the worst. It's just that the data is there now. Okay, we're in agreement. Okay, and I think, so you agree with Joe that we handle it poorly and he resents us for... Why does he resent us? He should resent he his own. He, he resents our government. He doesn't resent you. He likes but he you. should also resent his own. Everything he's he does. saying about he our government is true for his government. He does. But he still tours everywhere in the United States. Well, he's but he an American. He steps foot in Canada. <laughs> yeah, no. well, he'll still go argument. to Australia if he's invited. He'll go know. here no, and he'll I go. I don't think he'd go to Australia. anymore. Okay, fine. Whatever. Anyways. I think that's why Joe doesn't talk about his travels often either is because like, 
like you said, he'll slip away to Italy for a week or two. But I think Italy, who handled the fucking uh, <laughs> pandemic the worst, they're the ones who started all the fucking fear mongering. Who knows? He might have come he here and go to Italy. hunted now with Tom Green. And I would say this: I would honestly believe he could say, "I bet you." He would think, and he'd be wrong, as Tom pleaded with him, that if I go to Canada, some guy at the border is gonna. Oh, so you think we? Because they can't. If anyone going to the country, you could have a customs officer be a dick to you. Hold on. I have news for every single listener of this show. If you come to Canada, you need to expect that the Canadian customs officer you're going to deal with is going to be the biggest fucking cunt. If you're Canadian. Oh, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm telling you, as a Canadian. he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. I'm I'm genuinely serious though. The Canadian board—they are the fucking the is worst ever, on earth. Is it that their job though, just to be a total dick to see how you act and if you're sketchy? You're I'm Canadian. To I know you have to let me in. You don't even have a fucking choice in the matter. Get the fuck out of the way. That is funny. That is funny. You when you come here, yeah, what are you gonna first, do? Your first impression isn't welcome. No, it's like what's in the bag? Where Open you your asshole. How but, many people were there? But How long there, did you stay for? Why you, are we going? When you, as a Canadian, get stopped coming in from America, they're not like you're going to get in as a Canadian citizen, no matter That's my what. My point. No, you know what it is. The reason you can't just drive through the border is because they want to make sure you're not bringing over shit you're not supposed no, to bring over. You don't fly. You don't flown in a long time. Okay. They're not cool. Like they were never cool. Well, they're an well, extra it, level of asshole now. So it, it, it's fucking it, it was bananas. a bit cooler before all the fucking rigmarole. The, flying used to be you could you could go to the airport and is there a flight leaving in an hour? If you had the money, you could buy a ticket and get on that flight like pretty easily. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. We can move off of uh, Joe and Doctor Phil. I guess my ire comes <laughs> my ire comes from the fact that Joe badmouths Canadians on his show, and then people think that we're all up here like a bunch of fucking sniveling idiots. You know what I mean? Unaware of anything that's going on as our our government tries to destroy us. Like that's just not how well, I it just, is. Hold on, I, I was just in the states, and I that's not what I didn't get that from Americans at all. And I spoke to a lot of people that listen to Joe Rogan. Okay. And I'm just saying, I, I, I get where you're at, I mean, it's Simon. It's a pretty small sample size, but it okay. Is. No, no, <laughs> it, Simon, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying that from my experience going to Florida and speaking to Americans, I, I didn't get a whole, like, you guys are communist vibe. I, I, I definitely, some people mentioned, like, oh, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of your prime minister, but I was like, yeah, neither am I. I don't think he criticizes Canadians. I really don't. I think he specifically is criticizing Justin Trudeau, who's currently being sued because it proved that what he did was illegal. I think that in this case, you are probably right with Tom Green because he has to show a certain amount of like decorum. When he talks about Canadians and there's not a Canadian in the room, it's been nothing but fucking bashing. But you take it personally. He's talking about Justin Trudeau and the government. I do have to say this too. I don't. I don't know. I gotta say this too. You want you want to make sure he's talking about you. When Tom Green was like January sixth, when he tried to use that comparison, and Joe shot it down. Um, it wasn't. I, I get why Joe shot it down, but Tom was kind of right. Like when Joe was like, "Yeah, but they were like there might have been FBI plants there trying to get them in." That's almost worse. You know what I mean? Like he was like, "Yeah, they they." First of all, they didn't lock. How many bank accounts do you think they froze? And one is too many. I'm not, don't get me wrong. But Joe acts like anyone who was down there had their bank account no, frozen. Yeah, no. That's not how it was. Okay. It was the major players had bank accounts frozen. 
they shouldn't have. I no, agree. it was illegal. No, people who donated I money, I thought it was, it, but it, that's illegal. Come on. So the government broke a law yeah, I to that. try to maintain law. It's come on. There's they, no, there's no hope. They that, do that, that all. Happening. They do that all the time. Let me let me give you an example. If a police well, there, op- there should be consequences for that. Okay, so when a police officer, um, like I don't get it. Because cops break your when rights the all the time. When the government breaks the law they made, yeah. it's it's the most unfair thing I agree. in the rule. Yeah, I in, agree. in the world. Yeah. If, when, and when a cop breaks a, a law, it's it's more hypocritical. But So just, I don't want to get stuck on this whole um, trucker thing, but let's say the rally was something that needed to be dispersed. Okay, let's just pretend that was the case. Is you don't have a problem then with like the city police coming in and taking care of that problem. Your problem is that he put through that mandate the emergency so act. that the government or the the military would come in and take rid of get rid of people. Is that correct? And a federal court said that's illegal. You're not allowed to do that. Sure, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. If they had, if it had been the OPP who had come in and done the same thing, would that have been okay? You don't understand that they would have done that. They needed people. They needed thousands of people to get rid of thousands of people. Simon, his issue is this. His issue is that they froze the bank accounts. The dispersing of the crowd is not his issue. The, the, his uh, issue is that it was illegal to freeze they Canadian bank accounts. They were amassing people to do that. But if there's 10,000 people in a place, you can't get them out with 10,000 cops. You need 50,000 cops or else it's going to be a very bad situation. Okay. They were getting the people... And in that time, the government broke the law. They, it would have been dispersed, Simon. It would have been dispersed. Uh, that's what I'm asking you. Would that you would have been okay with that? Had they waited ten more days and accumulated enough OPP officers, provincial, yeah, to disperse those people, yeah. that would have been fine by you. I guess so. Okay, well, that's, it's a, a, that's it's a, if it's an illegal occupation. What okay, are we doing per, here? Th- okay, I, I actually don't know. Listen, I, I listen. I, maybe I'm the crazy one. I actually have a problem with them dispersing the crowd. And the freezing of the bank accounts. But that's just me. Anyways, that, that's the point of contention. I don't even know what you read, Dr. Phil. I, I don't think it was... A, I, I give it a two and a half. Oh, I give it a two. Dr. Phil is... He, it, he is Mr. Mack. I, I give it a one. This, the whole, the whole time I just... impossible to listen to. <laughs> I can't fact check anything you're saying. And I, I just don't see your motivation for starting this network. It seems like a lot of work. I'd play with my grandchildren and be happy. Yeah. All right, we are going to take a break. I doubt there's a bill to pay, and uh, we'll be right back. We're back. Back in time. I'm almost certain there's no ad, so I'm not going to thank anyone, because for once, for once I did some time. fucking homework. Come on, name it a number. 2107 Billy Walters. You didn't, you didn't love this? You weren't uh, I love, salivating? I, oh, I really liked it. I, de- I just, like, you were like, Floyd is probably jerking off. This. I was <laughs> said, I imagined you. I didn't say probably. I said, imagine you. Um, this is interesting because last week he was, like, all keen on seeing you and Mary have sex. Now he's imagining <laughs> you jerking off. I think you have a crush on Matt. I do. Okay. I, I think it's just because he's younger. Kamar, when I saw this one pop up, my first, my honest to God first thought was, uh, Joe's going to ruin this. I was like, Joe doesn't watch sports. He doesn't particularly love gambling. So my concern was off off the rip. I was like, how is he going to ruin this? They're going to talk about COVID, aren't they? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah, exactly. I was like, how is he going to shoehorn hunting in here? Like, I just I'm going to learn about this guy's cars, aren't I? I really liked it. Um, did you know who he was? Yeah, you didn't know who he was. Yeah. I'll sum it up as I think he got OJ'd. 
How so? Someone didn't like something he did along the way. Because, I mean, this guy was uh, 70 years old, like, just got out of prison. Uh, he's grateful for a life he's lived. But uh, there, he said, I used to drink. I, I'm sure there's things I've done. And he got away with something. You know, OJ killed his wife, right? And, and cut off Ron. And, and, got, and, and then got off. And then five years later, he got arrested for stealing back so his what, own stuff. I just, I'm missing the... And they, they put him in... Someone got him for something. Okay. Because he apparently he got framed. You know, I, I didn't look yeah, in yeah. the case, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He got OJ... He got away with something or wronged somebody because... And then they came back for him. And and he got... So he got OJ. Okay, I see what you're saying now. But I, I don't know that. I don't know if he did something. Um, Simon, this guy, I, I'm, I'm surprised... Um, I mean, this guy had angles that I had just absolutely just never fathomed. Well, how do you feel about him saying parlays are for... I know they are. Dude, I've said that a million times. You think I'm a fuck... This guy didn't tell me a lot of things. I mean, I learned a lot, but he... As far as like that shit, I've said it a million times. I can give you the numbers. For every leg you add to a parlay, the house gains a 4% edge over you. And now you just suddenly came in and you lost me like seven. Okay. I just know that three is more than two, he said at one point. Um, uh, just at the beginning, though, Joe goes, so what's it like being the most successful gambler of all time? And he totally had a spit take. Like, what are you saying? Like, there are no successful gamblers. And that's yeah. how I felt. He like he got, he choked. He was trying to take the common country. <laughs> Let's not get, get twisted. I, I'm a crazy gambler. But anyways, I, 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 uh, I just guess I saw that. Gambling is very interesting because, um, like, it's never your money. Like, unless you win a fucking massive one, it's just, like, it's just more fodder at the end of the day, a lot of the time. And what I mean is, like, like there's a there's a poker vlogger I follow. His name is Rampage Poker. He's this young Asian kid, and he's, he was playing 1-3 a couple years ago, and he grinded his way up to the big game at Hustler Casino Live where he's playing, like, He's got like 400K on the table. Anyway, the, the other day he posted a vlog where he was like, I lost um, 450 grand the other night. And he's like, I live in a $175,000 home. Like he's like, I, you know, I, I've gone far beyond my means here at this point. Like, what am I doing? And he's, he said, he's like, I ha- I'm going back down in stakes because it's the neighbor's car. It's his Benz. He's fucking revving her up. Anyway, the point being is like this guy has this guy has more money than most of us would ever be fucking happy with. And at no point does he like you know bank 300 grand of it for like a rain for like you know his future. Like he's it's all like any it's all just going would. it's all just going back into poker. And I get it cuz he's like I'm good at poker, so why not turn the 400k into 2.5 million, turn that into 10 million, whatever the fuck. But but that's just it is it's gambling and yeah, it's tough. Listen, Kamar. There's never one last hand. Kamar, this is Simon and I have spoken about this. What I should be doing is I should just be trying to win $500 a week. I should just be making five solid minus 110 bets that yeah, I'm certain of. That he's, he recommends. Yeah. I should just be happy because that's like a paycheck, right? It's a small paycheck. 500 bucks a week. I'm making fucking two extra thousand dollars a month. Like, dude, that's a down payment on a house in, a, in, in no time. 
That's boring as fuck. But you win $1,000 one time mm-hmm. and you are forever hooked. It's the most degenerate. You know what the thing Because the, the, the rush of the win grows as well, which you don't anticipate. And that's You know what the thing is, is that our society is so much more addictive now than it used to be. I can totally see why gambling is just out of control now. And like, it's, it's, it's the same way people are addicted to Instagram or addicted to cigarettes or addicted to anything, right? Like we're just, because it crosses over because China is a huge gambler. Australians, huge. Every bar has slot machines in it. People like gambling everywhere. Money won is twice like, as sweet like as money pornography. Earned. It's just the it's it's another degeneracy. I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Um, but the one thing I wanted Joe to ask was, who is making these lines? Just explain that a little more because he referred to it a lot. Well, there's yeah okay. Well, there's there's bookmakers. There's like five giant bookmakers. Uh, is, or is it every single casino? No, they take their they take their line from these five book like Pinnacle. No, I don't think so. Really? I'm telling so, you, like, I don't if you're so. betting a basketball game, yeah. every single site will have the same line. No, I think every so single they're making their own line. Every single sports bets makes it online. You think there's a the Department of Lines? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, don't laugh like that. Don't laugh like that. Don't laugh like that. Don't laugh like that. Yeah, it don't wasn't that like funny. That. Don't laugh like that. But no, look it up. There's like five <laughs> massive bookmakers in the world. Look, listen. I don't want to look it up because Joe should have asked him because it was a constant in. He the- doesn't know what he's talking about. Each fucking book, Kamar, wants to entice you over. Like there's a website you can go to. And right- each book is a casino. Yes. There's a website you can go to right now where you can look up every single bet, every line, and it'll tell you across each website what they're offering it at. And that's a website you should use if you're betting single bets because you can find the best money. And if you can get a 5% edge, that's huge. So like, let's say you're looking for, uh, I don't know, Tyrese Halliburton over 12 and a half assists, right? If you can find it. <laughs> I love how you tried to abonix it for Simon. Then be no, he was telling me something I knew. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's you. My point though so is. You know what I mean? Using language in uh, class to be cool and to get through to people. My point remains that if you can get it for 11 and a half, you're getting a fucking huge advantage if it's the same price or if you can get it for a better price. That's what he said too. Yeah. And there are, there, I'm not kidding. There's, there, I think but that's Pinnacle, boring is what you said. Oh, yeah. Pinnacle is the biggest odds maker in the world. A lot of people, that's what a lot of casinos use. I think every sports bet makes their own sports bet. I, I think I, every sports book makes book, their yeah, own line. Yeah. And now I would like to know, is it 300 people? Is it two people? I'd, I'd like to know that. Is it a computer? Is it? Is it? Of course, a it's a computer. It's a person. So it's not even two people. It's, it's a program. Someone's got to be involved with pressing the button. To I imagine that shit. each place has like a guy, and he goes through and he decides the lines. No. You know, listen. You're also forgetting. <laughs> and he's just God, shaking my fucking nuts. No, no. <laughs> he, he has metals. his own system. I don't know what stupid. it is. You're, it has to be a computer because it has to move the line when the money goes a certain way. Because it has to hedge itself. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree that a computer will take over from there. But to set the original line, that's all human. No, I'm telling you. They look at these five bookmakers and then they... Yeah, look, they do make their own odds, of course. But what I'm saying is there is five giant bookmakers on Earth that set the odds for most things. Well, this will remain to be what you think and what we wonder. But, Simon, <laughs> th- this guy had angles that, like, I, that... that 
I think you need to take into account. They don't work for basketball, but for football, for example, let's say you're looking at stats from the last five games. Like he made a great point where he's like, Brandon Ayuk makes a fucking a crazy helmet catch that he should never make and get 60 yards out of it. You're going to look back having not watched that game and you're going to go, oh, Brandon Ayuk put up 80, not knowing that one of them was like a fluke catch. That's an angle that I fucking absolutely yeah, never. Yeah. I, that's why I'm, I can't bet football because it's just I don't understand a way to go at it. You know what I'm saying? Well, as he emphasized, no one really understands how to go <laughs> at it yeah, because true. they don't have to disclose yeah. anything. And that was his point. I, I, I mean, he, he said what you said. You just got to bet straight up on the best thing and you want to get you you want to get the like um you bet a hundred you get fifty back or something like that, right? Or sixty back. What whatever that is. If you have enough money, then that shitty you know, close bet, fine, you're putting down a million dollars to win five hundred K whatever it's still a lot of money though you know what i'm saying like i would imagine that the you get your rush that way but it's way way more of a rush to just double that money of course or to triple that money it's not that it's way more to quadruple that money it's not that it's way more of a rush it's that i don't like being in a position where it's like you were talking about roulette earlier i don't like being in a position where i'm risking a hundred to win 50 it doesn't seem like the juice doesn't seem like it's worth the squeeze but but it is incrementally I mean, you must admit that's a classic way to build a bankroll. Yes and no, though. This is what you don't realize is that, like, let's use roulette as the example, okay? You want to do your thing where you're betting two of the dozens, Oh, right? no, man. That's not my thing. I was, <laughs> I was just trying Whatever. to get you off my sure. scent. I'm into the Fibonacci now. Sure. The, <laughs> I'm, into the I'm into the Fibonacci. Fibonacci. <laughs> the point is very simple. It can hit the one you don't want it to hit six times in a row. There's nothing saying that. And then you've lost. Same thing with a minus 150. Let's say you're taking like, oh my God, I took a basketball favor that's like a minus 250. It's a lock. Nothing is a fucking lock. Nothing is a lock. Those are locks are locks more than they're not. I don't even know. We didn't get to the bottom of it. Drive, wrap, drive wrap, this forward. Wrap it up. If you hit a zero, are you like, that's an omen I'm out? Or is it like, it can't get worse than this? Oh, you're saying if I'm betting the outside and hit zero? You're playing your game because very few people play zero. So commonly, any game you're playing, zero is a, oh, never had a chance. No. is it Well, for me, I play outside, so zero stinks. But a lot of people play zero. It's like any other number. I'm asking you. If you, you, you go to <laughs> get your thing started yeah. and it hits zero, you're like, not today. No. Okay. <laughs> um, he, he seemed to think that sports bettors would weed out cheaters. Yeah, I agree with that. Because it's such a small community. Um, well, also that you're fucking with my money. If this isn't legitimate, like, you, you're risking everything. If you're big enough to move the line and you're not legitimate, then they'll sniff you out. Well, no, that was interesting that he was talking about they're actually at these casinos. They're at the sports bet, I think. Sports book. Book, or they live there. Like, that's where they hang out. And he's saying you can physically see someone. Like, if you go to a casino, you can see there's a culture of there that are there all the time. I don't know if you, you guys obviously know. There's always that guy who's got his mount of chips that never plays or something. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, if you don't notice, you're that guy. Exactly. And so I think he was saying it's not like um, you actually see a person make a bet. Like, that guy just did what? And everyone talks. But you feel like you're going to strangers, but it's, 
It's so degenerate, eh? Um, yeah, everyone knows everyone in the casino. He wanted him to talk about Pete Rose. He didn't know about much about that. Pete Rose? Is that, he a bad person? Well, I don't, I don't, he broke the rules. It's like when he talked about the basketball players that were actually shaving points or whatever that means. This sounds badass when they say shaving, eh? I mean, that sounds way worse than Pete Rose just betting on games. Like theoretically, if all Pete Rose did was bet on his team to win and he had zero effect on outcome, anything like that. I mean, that's kind of like what you should do as a coach, right? Bet and I don't even know the rules. Are players still not allowed to gamble? You can't listen. It's no. very simple. The reason they don't want you betting on your own sport one way or the other is that you, I mean, A, the sports books don't want it because you have a fucking huge advantage. You know, you have all sorts of inf- insider information. That's why Joe was talking about the UFC one. The UFC one was egregious. Like that guy was on his Patreon giving out like serious insider shit. And people were winning a ton of fucking money. He was moving lines, that guy, just with his Patreon. So, mm-hmm. and the point shaving, Kamar, like that's a big problem. That's Simon and I hu- bet basketball. That's a, that's a, hu- a fucking that's a huge, huge problem. problem. If that's like a real thing, that's a huge problem. Because there's no integrity. And again, t- the 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 ref that like Tim Donahue was that his name? I think it was Tim Donahue. He, um, I mean, what he said was this: He was like, I wasn't changing the outcome of the game. I was doing what the NBA told me, and then I was passing that information on to my friend who was betting. So, for example, he'd be like, in the refs meeting before the games, they would say, you know, foul shack. Well, no, they would say you're going to target Shaq because last game he that, was hacking away at this that's guy what I precisely. Mean. Foul him up. Yeah, and then he would go to his buddy and say, the, the league has told me tonight that Shaq's going to fucking foul out or that he's going to get in foul trouble because I'm, I've been... Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the one, like the one they made, the Netflix. That was the one, yeah. That was That's him. all he was doing? According to him. That's what he said. No, because I thought the mob was involved, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, maybe I'm thinking of something different. Have there been multiple times refs have been compromised in the NBA? Well, in the NBA, he was the biggest one. That was that one. But keep in mind, he, like, all the refs that worked with him, like Scott Foster is still in the NBA. He's still a ref. Chris Paul still fouls out every game he plays. He refs. You know what I mean? It's crazy. How is he still around? Dude, it's nuts. (laughs) Yeah, it is nuts. Apparently, uh, you can bet on other games. You can't bet on your own sport. Well, no, but I mean, like, look at Pinto, the guy who plays for the Ottawa Senators. Something happened where he got 50 games for betting on, like, a different sport. In in a different place, because you can only gamble in Ontario. And he was what? People. He's from Ontario. He was betting in Alabama or someplace. I mean, either Hold way. On. If, if it's I can, like a VPN I, or something. I can bet anywhere betting's legal. When you go to Florida, can you play Poker Stars? Well, you can't play Poker Stars in the States, so it's a moot point. But, but if th- it was, there is one you can? If it was legal in the States, I could play, yeah, I could play. Cause, but you, you, you can't play any um, online thing in Quebec or uh, Manitoba. 
No, Quebec has their own Bet365. And if you went to Quebec, if I went, you like, could do it? If, so no, no, no. Kamar, if I'm sitting at the casino right now and I open up my Bet365, it will not open because I'm in Quebec. It really? Says, yeah, it says you're outside of the jurisdiction. No way. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I didn't know that. So that's something. FanDuel, all that. Like Mary and I, dude, Mary and I went and stayed at a cottage in Tremblant for a weekend. Yeah. And I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. I couldn't place really? the bet so, yet. Oh, I didn't know and that. And I think ah. that's what Shane Pinto did. He went somewhere else to bet. Well, it fa- got found out he even did that. Anyways, that that I, whole thing. I don't understand it. But Simon, keep in mind, I don't, pro- know the details. I could have probably set up an account on a Quebec betting website. Yeah, like, you would have had to have set up a. I see. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Okay, that's the reason PokerStars sucks right now because it's segregated to just Ontario. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting when Joe started talking about gambling on combat sports. He kept trying to urge that professional combat is better than all of the sports. I mean, that's his opinion. That's why, it's, fine. why it's hard to bet on it. No, no. But uh, we've said it before, like, um, if, uh, who am I thinking? Defensive end for Cleveland. Miles Garrett. I think he could go into uh, the UFC. Really? Yeah. And fight Daniel Negrano. The poker player. you know what now all of a sudden i'm like yeah no he could win that fight for sure i agree yeah francis francis Francis. anyways do you think miles garrett could fight francis and uh yeah yeah i think he could holy i don't think he wants to but it's more like um i mean he might outweigh him by like 80 pounds uh uh what's his name sorry my bad Billy Walters is trying to explain like the quarterback and the, the linebacker could be out. The guy switched and Joe's like, well, no, but he's got more reflexes and just how much more complicated or harder to be bet on fighting. But I think fighting is probably the easiest to bet on. Don't you think? Well, fighting the lines compared to, compared fi- to sports to make money, you have to bet on like what round he's going to go out in and how he's going to go out. If you just bet straight up on the... Yeah, the money the line money is, is terrible. It's garbage. Lopsided. It's That's not even worth That's it. That's what he likes. No, I'm saying, though, yes, it's easy in that it's regard. Boring. I could pick every one and I'm going to win $25. You know what well, I mean? That, that's, that's winning. The fuck is but the no point? no payoff. That's the point. Um, I just You guys I'm don't remember you. Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard? I mean, I know them. I don't think I ever saw that. Fight. I remember I I was twelve years old, and it was it was it was showing everywhere, and um, I liked Sugar Ray Leonard just because of the name, just in retrospect. And Marvin Hagler was just like the meanest looking person I've ever seen in the world was on the on the TV. Like it was, it was a big guy. Yeah, I was. ABC I fight. was too young, I guess. And it was just what Sugar year Ray did Leonard. You say that was nineteen eighty seven. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard was four was just a cooler sounding name. So yeah, I wanted I, him to win the fight. I had no I idea always liked the who sugars. was who or do what they were doing. You were the what? I said, I always liked the sugars. I always liked the sugars. If you had sugar in your name, that was... Uh... And so really, what the, the redeeming part of this podcast was is that he got framed for insider trading. He explained it elaborately, like it shouldn't have happened that way, about some other horrible person. Um, you know what's crazy that just dawned on me is that People running multi-million dollar algorithms can still barely beat the sports books. And we're out here just two guys with a bucket. Because it's fair. Because it's fair. Because two it's totally random and, and any given Sunday. Trying to beat them. He realized in prison there's nothing for prisoners to do and has started vocational schools in prisons. Which could be absolutely genius because we're gonna need plumbers and 
carpenters and stuff. I mean, yeah. depending what you do, I don't know how many carpenters you want walking around prison with hammers. Um, well, it makes but it sounds sense. like the right. Yeah, it does. It makes sense. And I guess like, let's say you're uh, training to be a plumber. They could. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. Don't worry about it. M- move on. I'm done. And this book, that thought. this book, <laughs> are you going to get his book? So I think the, the book, problem is you have to buy the actual book because yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of charts and graphs and stuff. The book he said is sort of his legacy. Yeah. He realized um, he's going to die and he wants to, to release his what he learned from betting and also to out all these people and talk shit about them. Yeah. There was a lot of a little bit of revenge in the book and uh, I, give it, I give it a three and a half. I think it was horrible. You give him 20 minutes? That's what you're giving this guy? Oh, well, this guy keeps saying wrap it up. No, I said I, my thought. I was just, and wrap it up. Like, we can't get stuck talking about fucking roulette. It's not interesting. I'm telling you. Listen, here's a, here's a few. If we're going to close it down, here's a few good lessons that I don't even follow, but that you should follow when gambling. Um, the first is obviously you should only be betting straight up. The second, you should never bet one-way money lines ever. Again, I always bet one-way money lines. A one-way money line is like anytime touchdown score. Because they're not showing you the odds on the other side. Oh my god! Yeah, so it, they know, and they right? know they're what just, the odds. They're that's ju- what he's talking about all episode. Yeah. yeah, they're just showing you the one side of it, and they're, because but you're not getting to choose precisely because you don't see the other side. You don't understand the true fucking odds you're getting or the ah, value you of it. Explained to me what he was talking about. Finally, I didn't understand. That anything. makes sense. Yeah, right. Like, I didn't know what he was talking about either. Yeah, so you thank you, Matt. You're more than welcome. And, well, the other thing he was talking about was the odds. Like the true, what he's saying is they might show you that um, Real Madrid are a plus one hundred, right? So you you know what you're getting. You, you know what your <laughs> shut up. You know what your payout is at that point, right? Or your decimal for you would be a decimal. So you see that it's two point oh. What he's saying is there. <laughs> I'm as adept with both terms he said, but it's more like if if you bet a unit or this, or you've bet a dollar and you get two dollars. That's that's how. Yes, okay. What I'm dollar, saying is dollar ten if, is the smallest. If you see that Real Madrid is a plus one hundred, which means I bet a hundred, I get a hundred back plus my hundred. Okay, that's huge. What <laughs> what he's saying is they're not te- they're not telling you, and they're not required to. They're not telling you the true odds of Real Madrid winning. As in, like, if you knew that Real Madrid was only a 20% chance to win, you're not getting the right price at plus 100. But they're not telling you that, is the point he was trying to make. Could you employ what he's doing in soccer or whatever? Because he's saying he sort of makes his own line Mm -hmm. and then looks at that and where the biggest uh, differential between their line and my line is, that's where the sweet spot is? Yeah. Nice. I mean, soccer, like, there's, uh, I see it all the time. Where I'm just like the, the odds makers got this one just horribly wrong. Like you'll see a team that's an away team slight favorite. They might be like a plus one forty, and they win comfortably for nothing. A dollar forty. So how does the algorithm get it wrong then? Because I get it if it's like Kamara and I saying that guy just had an off day. <laughs> you know what I mean? According to you, it's all done by computer. How does it become wrong? Well, it's just using it's using all the data. So it's using all the historical data, so, the weather. So it's saying it's saying, look, the last five times these guys played, it was a draw. So they're saying heavy odds on the draw. So they're not giving either side a real favorite to win. That's the other thing too. Soccer's a three way money line, and three way money line gets real dangerous. 
because most sports are just the two-way money line. You, you have you pick this team to win or that team to win, but in soccer you have the draw. So the draw, yeah, you know, that's like zero on the uh, wheel. Commercial. No, you have that in hockey too. You can bet that, yeah. But most hockey bets are the two-way money line, yeah. Can I just? I've I've thought of as a why Canadians are so corny. Okay. What demonstrated the most is when Wayne Gretzky got traded from the Edmonton Oilers. We had, I don't know if you're old enough, but I wasn't. It brought the country to his knees. He's crying. It was I will be the first guy to sign a million. No, but if you look at what signing contracts now are. No, but him leaving Edmonton was the big deal. The money was like no. The whole even, thing was a big deal. Hold on, let's just back the up. The country. Though. I, it's, I, I understand that they won a bunch of cups together. Someone came to you and was like, hey, you're going to move from Edmonton to Los Angeles. I'm, I'm not. Easy. I think he was crying tears we of so joy. We were so hurt. We were I'm so hurt as a country. it wasn't, he's an asshole for doing it. No, we I'm didn't saying, know what to do. We did not know what to do. I understand why people got so emotional about it. That's too emotional. You were too tied to one person. And as I was, I'm swept up. That's how the game was back then. There wasn't so much like moving around all the time. Guys were playing their careers with teams. I bet betting would have been better back then. And as limited, imagine how limited it was. They were retiring with the same teams, you know, like a uh, mustache man on Calgary plays his whole career with Calgary. I, mean, I don't even think that's Landon true. McDonald. I think he started in Montreal Everyone has to go somewhere in the end. I think, yeah, they all go somewhere. I mean, Barry Sanders is the best example. But him going to L.A., like L.A. was such a garbage team at that point too, right? It was, he was just going there for the Hollywood lifestyle, which soon becomes like the flavor du jour for athletes to do. For the longest time though, the, flavor o- du jour. <laughs> the only way you could do this, the only way you could do this would be to go to a casino or go to a... a to do what, Kamar? To gamble. Okay. <laughs> well, you can that go on a your place phone. You can do that, yeah. No, but I'm saying the before oh, four the times gotcha, where you want to go back to. Yeah, the before. Just think about times. how much access you would have to gambling on sports. Well, it would, it, be, it was, it would have been impossible. It was just pro you, you had to have a bookie. A bookie, yes. Or I think they have off track gambling. Oh, that's just horse. It's usually horse, horse racing. Track. I don't think you could go there and that, football. And that's a whole other world yeah. of. Degenerate gambling. That's the most. I worked at the track. There, there's no worse. There's no worse gambler. The on biggest earth than the day horse. in the country of Australia is a horse race. They shut the country down. I believe. Really? It's it's, it's the wildest thing. You're like, and you're that <laughs> you're that guy. You're like, it's a fucking horse race, guys. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, shut yeah. up. That's sacrilege. It's it's the, it's like a, an event. It's not just one race. It's the Melbourne Cup. I don't remember. I just remember. This, the the country shutting down and, That's hilarious. and like who died what happened it's like it's the fucking preakness or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> called preakness. like this tangible thing that everyone's in on it like you don't know and that's where you feel a uh, cultural difference but just gambling is entrenched in every single person i wonder if there's any society that doesn't gamble or community you know what i mean I bet you there's some form in every community. Every community. Even at its base, you're just like, you know, you I'll can bet cancel. you two fucking oranges that I can, I can be kick canceled. this rock down the stairs. Oh, for sure. hundred. You dude. can't do that. Show me your oranges. <laughs> yeah, that's older than you time. Show them. It happened. This is what I mean. I think that just goes back to like humans want to, there's a, a, a rush. To it's our that. competitive nature yeah. too. Yes. Right? Like I can do this. You can't. Oh, I bet you can't. Oh, done. Let's fucking bet. 
Like there's, are you chicken probably has pushed forward humanity more than any other phrase. Yeah. I think there's also a day called two up maybe where everyone is supposed to go out and flip quarters, heads or tails, gambling with each other. Just Are you talking about it uh, been made Australia? I, I think so. I'd like someone to do the research. Jamie, get on that. Jeremy, Dude, can you, you pull guys, that up? Did you guys used to play quarters? Like with beer? No, no, no. So we used to, like, I, I had never played it. When I moved to Toronto, um, there was, like, a school directly across the street from where I lived at my aunt's house, and it had this three-stair and a concrete wall at the top of this three-stair. Like, we'd all sit on the three-stairs, smoke weed, big three-stairs. And we they had this gambling game where they'd play loonies, quarters, or toonies, and the goal was you stood at the line, and you had to throw your quarter and get it on the top step as close to the wall as you could. And everyone threw their dollar. Yeah, you could play like eight. And then whoever was the closest kept all Sounds of it. Sounds fun. Sounds like more of like a, that school type of game. Well, I mean, it was the one Michael Jordan was playing in the last stand, but they didn't have, he didn't have stairs. They just had the wall. They were just flicking. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure. But yeah, I love, dude, fucking gambling That's is the best. gangster street shit. Yeah. I think Asians are the, I, I think Asians are predetermined, predisposed to gambling. The hot take. Just judging by your, um, own personal anecdotal evidence. I've been alive 41 years. How this many what, times? This yes. Is yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. There is, listen, you go to any casino in the world. It is predominantly Asian. No, but you're right. Maybe it is built into society there more than it is here. I mean, Mahjong's pretty old. I mean, I guess backgammon is the oldest game and it's Arabic, but I don't know. I feel I like mean, it, you can just bet on anything, right? Like, yeah. Well, so this is it. Two up is a traditional Australian <clears throat> gambling game involving a designated spinner throwing two coins, usually Australian pennies, into the air. Players bet on whether the coins will fall both heads, uh, both tails, Ooh. or heads tails. Okay. Three way money line. I like that. The game is traditionally played in pubs and clubs throughout Australia on Anzac Day, which is their Remembrance Day. I really like that. So I thought it was silly that they had, but I think it might. That be. would make our Remembrance Day way cooler. Yeah, but involved if they a incorporated of some sort yeah. of gambling yeah. game to Ooh. it, that's how you win the masses. It's over. True, I'm in. Um, yeah, yeah, as far as I know, they still do it, man. Hmm. So gambling is just part of our DNA. I found this discussion that we just had very kind of more interesting than I couldn't okay, understand what he was saying, and I forgot to mention his wooden teeth whistle. <laughs> Was like so nice. Oh my god, it, it was, was driving me nuts. No, he had a little fox news yeah. in him. Sometimes it was that, it's yeah. Nice. And I was like, maybe it'll get better if I slow it down. And I'm like, no, that's just as bad. So you know, no desire to um, get his book. No, I just need I, to I, stop gambling. I think that's. Uh, What's well, that's another reason why you watch to gambling. Is he ninety five percent of gamblers? If I don't win today. I'm done. Simon. On God? On God. Oh, wow. 95% of gamblers quit before they're about to hit it big. Is that right? <laughs> oh, well, I got to wait then. <laughs> Is that what the odds say? <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Come on, you're done with them. I'll give it a, a three and a half. Three and a half. I will give it a... Um... I give it a three and a half because I like the gambling. I thought Joe did a better job of handling it than I thought he would. He didn't like derail it at many points. Just ask who makes the lines. Had we got to the bottom of that? I'll give it a two and a half and not just only because I found most of it stuff that I just couldn't keep up with. But uh, that's on me. That's on you. That's on me. That's on I'll you, fam. I'll take that two and a half. Okay. 
What did you rate it, Mark? You rated it like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I oh. did rate it, but I'll, I'll give it a three. And it could have been way higher had they gotten to the bottom of, of who who's in the, the Federal Lines, Lines yeah. Association yeah, 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 yeah. of America for the Children. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> that's, you, you know that's what's called. You know called. how Matt was saying it's like five main lines that everybody takes their line from? Yeah. I imagine then that those five lines are five old guys and they just come in every day. They argue amongst themselves. This guy's like, no, I'm making it three. He's like, you're crazy, Jimmy. Three's crazy. We're sticking at two and a half. Am I right? Yeah. And it's called the State of Lions Corporation for the Children. <laughs> for the Children. Ethical yeah. Treatment. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a movie made about this guy. That seems like an arcing story. Yeah, All the gambling and then the prison and then starting time. vocational schools and getting out of prison. That's, mm. that's, I'm surprised. You should, you should uh, opt it. I think you could play the transcript from this and uh, put it into AI and it would shoot out a movie. He gave just yeah. enough information. Yep. Okay, final guest, 2106 Robert, Robert James Ritchie. Kid Rock. He has a serial killer name. Who I think, yeah, and I think it's fair that he could be called uh, Adult Rock or Adult Contemporary <laughs> Rock or Yacht Rock. Um, <laughs> this episode was the like epitome of cringe. I wouldn't go that far, man. I can appreciate everything. He's 53 years old, so he's the same age as us. No, he's the same age as Joe. He's, well, he's a bit older than us, but let's note that... Uh, Guys our age are way closer in common than people younger than us. The, the, sure. I just, he was, every time he went out of his way to try to be funny, Joe feigned laughter. And 100 I, I was just like, this is like fucking pulling he, teeth. He loves comedy, and I see him as um, the average American. He really is just the average American. Like, sure, sure. He's not as... Um, caustic or harsh as you want him to be and the way people paint him as uh, being a bad guy but he's still like when he was talking about uh, just blow him up <laughs> it blown up there it doesn't you blow up some more and that was just like because I, I don't i don't feel you should blow anyone up oh have you guys seen oppenheimer yeah no okay we'll talk about it in the post joe so it's not so boring um, Tom Petty's weed dealer, and he didn't know that Tom Petty died of fentanyl. Uh, weird thing. Fentanyl waste, laced weed? No. No, I think he was doing painkillers. No, I know. He got him weed. Um, he, his take on the Bud Light thing sort of makes it all right, you know? What do you mean? He didn't get up and say, fuck this, it ends today. He was like, uh, I guess he was like, fuck this, it ends today, but wasn't like, I'm making a statement. Or that's what he has said in his defense. What are you saying? The Bud Light. He was talk They talked about the Bud Light incident. Yeah. Which is but he did kind of make a statement. He was like, he, he tried to make it seem like he didn't, but he was like, I mean, whatever. I just got a bunch of friends together with some Bud Light, and we uh, we shot it with my MP5. Like, but I'm still drinking Bud Light. I still talk to the Bud Light guys. Well, He's drinking Bud later. Light because they sent him a hundred. They sent him pallets of Bud Light. And you know that means because but he took that Bud Light, it actually means that he needs to disclose when he goes on because he is now working for Bud Light by accepting And there was a moment pallets. when he said, let's start drinking, and Joe grabs, grabs some Bud Lights, and he's like, we're not going to drink these on air, are we? I thought that was crazy. I thought it was crazy Joe too. totally pushed him on because had he put up a stink 
it would have just looked bad. You know what I mean? So he had to just go with the flow. I think it also shows you that Bud Light at the end of the day probably didn't lose anything. Like Joe was like, they lost $27 billion. <laughs> Someone lost their job. Well, what, sure. do you, what do you mean they didn't lose anything? I mean, the stock is pro- like they ended up sending Kid Rock two pallets of Bud Light. Uh, that's a thank you for free publicity. I know it looks bad because it's like, oh, our stock took a dip. I guarantee you someone benefited from that. Yeah, someone lost their job. Someone always fucking loses their job. They probably bought back so much of their fucking stock when it dipped. And it's mm-hmm. probably going to shoot back up in the next year. And it'll be right back to where it was. And then somehow they all got richer. Why would they send this guy a fucking two pallets of Bud Light? That's a thank you. That's what they do when someone gives them publicity. Yeah, I mean, if like, we had a viral video right now that got 50 million views and we, were, we, we had Bud Light in it, they'd be sending us fucking pallets of beer too. And why do you think they'd be doing that? Because it's free publicity. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think it's probably a little deeper than that. But What did you call it? You had a word for it. The Papa John's, the... Um, Buy in the dip. Yeah. Of course, yeah. You, but you had a word for it. It wasn't mine. It, it was... Uh, someone else. Yeah, sure. Uh, Anthony Cumini said that. Panic it was like race or, vesting or something like that. I can't remember what it was crisis exactly. Crisis vesting. Sure. Something like that. When everything drops. I'll tell you something. Oh, this, I'll say it for the post, Joe. I won't remember it. Uh, um, he goes, dippity dee. <laughs> he made a noise. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Trump, Chat, tell us what you think about Kamara's glasses. Trump, Trump <laughs> did expose the media for lying. Okay. Like everything he said is fake news and it's, a, it's now a, a trope and a meme. At the end of the day, he was telling the truth. I feel like John Stewart was doing that for 15 years before Trump, but that's fine. Still, no, but I'm. What should be taken away from that now? Looking back, is even though everyone's like he's just saying fake news, he was actually saying fake news, and the fake the news was actually fake. It is interesting what he's saying because I'll tell you, even with me, at the beginning when Trump said fake news, I thought he was just being. Superfluous, you know what I mean? He was like, uh, that's not the word. Um, He was being like glib. Sure. But no, he was actually saying, I'm not going to give you a statement because you're just going to spin it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, look, in retrospect, Kamar, there are some things we can say about Trump that were not terrible. Well, that's a glowing endorsement. I think so. (laughs) And then at one point he said, are you a conspiracy theorist? And Joe was like, you better fucking believe I'm a conspiracy theorist, which makes me think, and I think this is what upsets you, is that Joe is actually a professional broadcaster. Like he's, I'm sure he's not 100%, this is what I actually think. Mm -hmm. This is what I actually know. I wonder. I wonder. I think they all are. And I and I think that's part of it. If he is a conspiracy theorist, he has certain conspiracies that he's part of, but like he's not Mocha. Oh my god! You it's know, been like two wow. years. The first, the you first don't rule remember of, what Mocha. The first rule for. of Mocha is submitting. You don't <laughs> know what Mocha is. Optional con- no, yeah, multi-optional conspiracy advocate. Okay, 
uh, Kid Rock has been to Bohemian Grove and got kicked yeah. out for punching so guys. That who was, was a plant. fucking crazy. <laughs> where Joe's like goes to tell his Bohemian Rhapsody story again, and Kid Rock says that he's actually been there as a guest and said it ain't that cool. But then went on to describe how super cool it is. So, <laughs> so, Kamar, as Kid Rock is describing that, having to stay in the cabin, no cell phones, blah, 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 it's exactly like that episode of Billions. Of course. Exactly. I, I like, think the reason why we like that show is it's got to be based on facts. Well, they obviously no had some inside knowledge. There's there. thousands yeah. of people. If yeah, Kid yeah, Rock is true. getting to Bohemian Grove, someone <laughs> else has gone there. <laughs> I mean, who knows what how that goes? But it doesn't even seem like a secret thing anymore, right? No, now they're just bringing people out there for tours. It seems no, like it's an um, exclusive. What's thing. the other thing that happens in the desert there? Burning Man. Yeah, it's just another Burning Man, but for old people. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Burning Man for politicians. Uh, it is what it is. But just the way he said it. it it ain't that cool, you know. And I, then I want to go back. Some and then I'm playing there? guitar for them. Like, it's like dance monkey and it's all this. Things. I didn't even understand that story. He no, it was, it was very guy. vague. It Why was did very he strange. fight the guy? What was the guy saying? The guy, Bad things against uh, the Grove? I don't know. We were by the fire. I might have been drunk. I might have punched him in the face for no reason. Who knows? What done is done. It turned out he was an infiltrator. It I mean, was probably the guy that broke in and did the story, John Ronson. 20 minutes before. <laughs> 20 minutes before it was that. Alex Jones. 20 minutes before that, he did say, he was like, yeah, I get pretty fired up, and I like to just fight random people. He did say that, so, you know. And this is, I mean, he's, he's, he was on here to say, get in shape, like, even Kid Rock has realized you gotta be uh, He could have been part of the greatest um, celebrity fighting of all time. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, Not discussed. Yeah. That's a glaring omission Did from this they podcast. fight? Nope, and Joe was consulted on it. This is we love talking about fighting. This was not brought up. Big omission. Were they going I'm to glad fight? You that I don't know. I would that, imagine that fight. They both love Pamela Anderson. It would be like the Macho Man and Hogan fighting for Miss Elizabeth, but in real life. Tommy well, Lee just pulls out his big Tommy dick Lee, and beats him to Tommy death. Lee, they must both have huge Tommy dicks. Lee is coming to Ottawa in July. You can ask him yourself. We'll get him on the cast. Is he playing Blues Fest? So is this oh. somebody else you want to get on the cast? Well, I do not know how that lineup? happened. No, they've announced three nights, three bands. Apparently, Nas is coming. That's what I heard yesterday. NAS Nas. The one, buddy. No way. Are the letters that spell. That's wow. fucking inc- well, I mean, he's played Migos Ottawa before. Blues Fest. Nas has played in Ottawa before, too. It just seems less, um, it seems more niche. No, Nas is big. Yeah, Nas is pretty Nas big. Nas is like the Kendrick of the time then. I don't he was think really you big would, in the best. I, I agree, but I don't think you get like the same draw from Nas as you would from like Snoop Dogg. But you know? it doesn't matter because it's Blues Fest. There's going to be a lot of people there. I mean, listen, I can't, I have to agree with you there because Snoop, I mean, listen, my grandmother probably knows who Snoop is, right? Like your your mom probably knows who Snoop yeah, is. Yeah, and unless you listen to rap, you probably don't know who Nas is. But you, but Ja Rule went there. Nas like, is better than Ja Rule. Way better, but Ja Rule like was more mainstream, I think. No, remember when uh, Nas was doing it with Lauren Hill? No, there, ja there Rule was a time was, when Nas was the biggest. I'm telling you. I don't think so, dude. Ja- Listen, Illmatic is widely regarded in hip-hop as one of the best albums hey, of all time. yo, I'm not saying that he is not 
but he also in the conversation. What I'm saying is Nas had some big, like some massive hits, like but, some like chart, not not chart topping, no, but he I had some big. He was hits. the biggest. He was the biggest. He was the biggest uh, rapper in the world. He had the number. He had a number one song. Simon, his al- okay. he, he had a hit on the album with Damian Marley. I can was a hit. Uh, the one with Lauren Hill, if I ruled the world, that was a hit. That was massive. <laughs> Boundary play. <laughs> you just went Jamaican. All Absolute tune there, man. <laughs> and speaking of MCs, where you put the, the Kid Rock best five of all time? Oh my God, Kid Rock! You is, put Kid Rock no, as the best five. He's of a rapper. Time? He's in this conversation. No, 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 people. no. Kid Rock is not a rapper. He would tell you otherwise. Yeah, I think he would say he's a rapper. He's not a rapper, though, right? You know what's so funny, Simon? I He listen- started as a rapper. Simon, he's an artist. sitting right there listening to this episode, I had to stop the episode and have a five-minute argument with myself. But wait, just hold on a sec. He, the guy from Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst. Not a rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper. No, no, he I don't think he has a rap song that with is Method Man. Not, Maybe he, he's that a is not hold on, the hold on, same thing hold on, hold on, hold on, as hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's fucking hip hop. It's not the same thing. Fred Durst has a rap song that was produced by DJ Premier where Method Man and him rap together. So I have a tough time. I have a tough time being like Fred Durst. Is, so Fred Durst did a rap song. He was part of a rock band. Ooh, rock rap. Rock alternative rap. Rock rap. Rock rap, I guess. But listen, have any rock rap bands ever been good? Lincoln this is Park? something people dub. Yeah, this is a wow, genre that like, people dub themselves. Not your taste, but they were huge. That doesn't matter. It doesn't hold it ha- up as good music. Matter. It doesn't it hold up as good music. You know, no, there's a, there's, there, Lincoln Park has one banger. One thing. No, it's garbage. Five more years from now, you'll love it. No, No, I will not. We will never love that. I fucking promise you. Here's the thing. I disagree with Simon. Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys or Limp Bizkit. No, no, no. Beastie Boys and Limp Bizkit are two totally different things. No, Beastie Boys, as we've learned now, were just a fucking total thing thrown together by people. Like like, uh, imaginary figures. It just worked out. But they were rock rap. That's a good question. Are the Beastie Boys rappers? For I mean, sure. I would say they are. I would agree. Some of the best. Okay. Well, and, I mean, uh, that's debatable, but well, whatever. Whatever. Beastie Boys are never them. as big as Nas. Listen, Simon. <laughs> you're oh, not no, maybe they were. way maybe bigger they were. than Nas. No, 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 no. Dude, think about like mainstream. They did go mainstream with Intergalactic. They went mainstream with Sabotage. That was when things went like off the hook. Pull up the album sales. Lifetime. I'll do Beastie Boys. You pull up Nas. I, w- I still want to talk about Kid Rock as one yeah, of the best well, MCs of all go, time. Oh no, no, I, no, I, no, no, no. He taught. No. Ta- I, I love Kid Rock because I love America, and he is the average American. Because I love America. Um, he talked about doing a corporate party, and I love that we know if we had the money, we could pay Kid Rock, and he would go crazy for us. Because <laughs> when he shows up, he doesn't want to do it, but he would do it, and that's amazing. I love Kid Rock. I, lo- I love him. And what's weird for me is when he came out. What do you love about him? Other than that, he's American and you love that, America. What's a, I love America, man. I love I love big fucking Texas uh, belt buckles and trucks and big tires. Like I was watching Florida before you know I came here. What I here. love is that everything he loves would look at him and be like, I fucking hate you. Not if I'm yeah. dressed properly for it. Um, so there you go. 
uh, Scott Whelan was. Do you guys know who Scott Whelan was? Yeah, Stone yeah. Temple Pilots. He was one of the last crazy rock stars. I hated Stone Temple Pilots. I fucking hate Waiting them. on a Sunday oh. afternoon. And you had a party with 50 people, and he's just screaming your face <laughs> going full metal. But he was the last of the Heroin tragic junkie. Yeah, fucking, that, that I can yeah. think of. It switched over into hip hop. There's been the a guy from Blind Melon. He was going to say yeah, he was a big junkie too. That was, that, I remember he before time. he got arrested for uh, in Seattle. He pulled out his he pulled out his dick at a show and pissed on the first three rows. <laughs> that's rock star. What a strong. That's, that's a power move. What was that guy's name? It's right on the tip of my tongue. I don't. I could never remember his name. No way. It's right on the tip of my tongue. But what I was trying to say is uh, when Kid Rock was hit um, here in North America, I was in Australia, and they didn't play him at all. Like you, you could see sometimes on a weird video show. What year do you think it was that Kid Rock popped off? 1999. You guys gave up on your whole Nas thing? Oh, uh, no, no. Beastie here, Boys I'll check. Thing? I'll do it right now. No, I think you're right. I think the Beastie Boys got bigger. But Nas, they both love each other. He was on one of their albums. Um, yeah, anyways. They're all in the same gang. Sure. So Kid Rock, you think, is one of the top five best performers ever? Is that what no, you're contending? No, could I even name one of his big songs? Like Picture, I do White like that trash song. White Trash something. There's that one. I bought his album. No, I didn't. I did Kid, I, Kid Rock. I downloaded his most, le- I most, I downloaded his most recent album and I uh, didn't love it, but it wasn't horrible. But it didn't like move me. Had you kept up to date with Kid Rock until this album? The Beastie Boys have sold approximately 15 million more records than 15 Nas. 15 million? Yeah. It's 35 million to 50 million. Three against one, that's equal, right? It's a push. Well, yeah. I, the pro- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many albums they've each released because that plays into it too, right? Like if the Beastie Boys had three more albums than Nas? Because that's just a mass of all the albums. We don't know how many. I bet you Nas has more albums than the Beastie Boys. Do. I bet you they have approximately the same i bet you it's one i bet you one of them has one more album than the other but i could be wrong i bet you kid rock has more than both of them like how many well, you know what the problem well, is how Hold many on. albums no, no, no. The do problem you is think this. nas has well no this is the problem is nas so nas has continued making music that he has released to streaming services right like the bc boys stopped making music when yuck died how many albums do you think nas has Eight. And the Beastie Boys probably have like six or seven. So you're probably right. If only we had the internet. <laughs> we <looked at> that. <laughs> no, we're not going to check. We're this not is, looking at anything. It's like the olden days. Yeah. Jeremy, pull yeah. that up. The most interesting thing I think I found out about Kid Rock is that he loves interior decoration. That was shocking. He it wanted, was one of he, his. Uh, he top wanted to redo the lighting at Joe's place immediately. Like, was it sort of. Trying to put on, so they all functioned off of one light switch too. Like I just love the idea of Kid Rock going into every dimmer. going into every home and being like, "No elevator, no gold <laughs> toilet." I don't know. You need an aquarium right there. Yeah. <laughs> he just has expensive taste. He's just taste. pimping everyone's yeah. ride. <laughs> That's it. I um, I can't imagine what his house is like. And I wanted to do that, by the way. Well, no, I can because he he was like, no, Joe, it's not that big. The White House is way bigger. 1,500 square feet. It's not a golden shower. It's a golden toilet. Like, I I, I don't hate Kid Rock and I didn't hate this. And one thing he said was, you just go away from the fame. Like, he's not crazy being famous. He's doing what he's doing. 
And if he's shooting that thing blows up, then it is. But as he said, there's people that will call paparazzi or whatever. He seemed very grounded. In Before that he blew Wait, up hold on. the, the, yeah, the, the bud light bud. cans, yeah. I hadn't heard from him in a long time. Yeah. And what were his ideas for Bud Light? Oh, that he wouldn't say. That was annoying me to no end, man. Well, he That's said like, one go, of them. He said one of them, the and book. it was terrible. Remember, it was one of the one where he's like, "I'm just shoveling money because I'm so rich because I sold out to Bud Light." Remember that was one of them. No, I thought he was joking about that. No, that was one of his ideas. Uh, he had a lot. He was a bit bitty. Um, he was very he, bitty. He does not like big butts. He do like he likes big titties and a flat ass. He was married to Pamela Anderson. How do you not like a big ass? I just don't understand. He referenced. Uh, I Dukes like of, both. Dukes of Hazard, but I don't like Kim Kardashian big butts. Like that's ridiculous. Mm, yeah, that's I, too I, big. Yeah, I guess you gotta don't well, have to fake. try it. No, but I mean, there's there's like a point of diminishing return with the big butt on both ways, and no butt at all. It's crazy. Um, he mentioned Dukes of Hazards. Yeah, I know it. Hazard. If there was a way, if, if the it, Dukes of Hazard. That's what I said. He said hazards. People are always freaking about OnlyFans and stuff. Yeah. But I swear to you, if there was a way that I could see Daisy Duke naked when I was watching Dukes of Hazard, I'd kill my fucking parents. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can't, like any of these women, had they exist in this time, the, the, the desire that even, <laughs> even <laughs> the desire. I would shoot through yeah. my own parents' yeah. stomach. Who was she? She aged her. so poorly, but the first time I saw Anna Nicole Smith, I thought about killing myself because she was so fucking sexy and hot. I was like, I'll never meet someone like that. Baywatch was such a crazy thing. And then when I met we my wife. kids. Kamar, you are on to the best fucking business idea. I mean, it's not a business idea, but every famous, every celebrity, every female celebrity right now should be banking so many nudie pics and videos for when they're ready. Dude, I'm telling you, for when they hit 60 and they and they no longer have it, do you know what I'm Get saying? Get out of the phone. <laughs> I know what you're saying. No, but you, dude, you Say knocked less. out of the park. Say less. You knocked out of the park. Say less. Say less. So you just release your old listen, nudies Simon, when you become too old Simon, to show nudies? One of the, yes. They must be doing it. They Simon, must be doing it One now. of the biggest OnlyFans is Denise Richards. Really? Yeah. And think about it. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, who wants to see Denise Richards' old ass? Oh my, is that because no. of wild things? But Probably, what if yeah. she was taking well, she was the pictures so, back she used then? To be so, that's what, this is what I'm saying, is if she was releasing naked photos and videos of and her... We were, we were young. Oh, we were of age. Dude. We're not creepy old dudes. Like, I'm not going to pay for nothing, Denise Richards' old naked... There's nothing creepy about that. Well, but you're saying Denise Richards is... OnlyFans is huge. Oh, I assume it's huge. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. We're not going to look this <laughs> up, okay? <laughs> so don't get too serious. Jeremiah. <laughs> Either way, my point is, I think that's brilliant, Kamar. Every, they should all be doing that. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like freezing your sperm. Because you're right. Right now, you don't want to show those videos because you're rich and that would hurt your career. But when your career is done... And the Nothing time is lose. gone. Yeah. Nothing to lose, but I just... Like, why bother joining... Free, freeze those nudes. No, it's true. Like, think about it. Why join OnlyFans when you're 56 when you can just join OnlyFans when you're 56 and I just show old, hot videos of you? I in school that log into OnlyFans and sell guys. You can hang on my phone for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just go on. It must be crazy. That's a weird oh, kind of human cr- trafficking. that is, yeah. 
Uh, he loved Fantasy Island. He loved uh, Silver Spoons. I love Silver Spoons. Do you was know to watch Silver or Spoons, Matt? Mm-mm. Silver Spoons was with um, Danny, Ricky, Schroeder. Da- Ricky Schroeder. He was this rich kid who lived in this house, a giant mansion. He had like a train that he'd ride games, through the mansion. A candy bowl, Sunday bar. He was like Richie Rich. Okay, yeah. A real life and, version and of Richie And he had problems Rich. too. Yeah. <laughs> He was just the richest kid in the world. He had a, his bed was a car. Oh my god! My, one of my favorites his was Charles was in charge. Yeah, that well, the girls because were hot. the girls were so <gasps> hot. Girl, oh my! Again, if the, that uh, one daughter, watching, oh, Charles in charge, if she had an OnlyFans, someone would die. Alyssa Milano <laughs> back in the day on Who's the Boss, and it was after that. Say less, amazing. Say less. Or what about Elaine during Seinfeld? I never found Elaine attractive. I didn't then, but I do now. I do now, yeah. but I didn't when I watched Seinfeld. Like, well, she it was, was a on. crazy a slut. You, you but I hot. always found it funny. Like, I thought that was the joke. Like, she wasn't really hot, and she was always. Yeah, that's why she was guys. a slut. Well, yeah. the three girls from Friends. Oh, you Jennifer see, Aniston. Aniston was the killing. only one I found hot. Cindy Crawford. No, that she's before your time. Oh, no, Cindy so Crawford. Oh, oh so my god. Hot. Sharon but then Stone. she married Billy Joel. Megan Fox. Went, uh, that's way later. Megan Fox, though, for sure. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Yeah. No, but Sharon, no, Sharon Stone. Oh, her roles were so intense. And then when she came out of Casino on the other side, because <laughs> she was always a crazy, like Glenn Close. And what's that one where she's a yeah, psycho? Fatal attraction. That made, I think that's why I had uh, issues with trying to be with women. Because of, because of, of Glenn movie? Close? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I, I can't even... I realized the lesson I learned. Oh, my God. Alicia Silverstone. Yep. So hot. In her prime, the two weeks. Yep. Uh, two weeks. No, it was like five years, dude. Kid was, Rock admitted he's from an upper-class family. Like, he didn't she say, started in that Aerosmith video with Liv Tyler, right? Mm-hmm. That was where they and first And if the next day right? I could have seen her uh, on OnlyFans, they would be getting a... Uh, credit card information or something and it wouldn't be mine and i because see i I, your whole banking the nudes yeah people want to know that it's current no like kamar wouldn't want to look at old pictures he wants to know that that. every picture is old you know, <laughs> you never. See I don't like when he does these you fucking stupid no, that was semantic great logic. I fucking love that. I'm all over that. But I, you say pictures. I think I need a little more meat and some video. I said video too. Okay. I, said, okay. I said bank at all. Toys, yeah. stuff, squirting. Whatever. No, but that that would be enough for you. Like let's yes, say, yes. let's say Pamela <laughs> Anderson right now. Yeah. As an old lady, yeah. released footage of her as a young person doing bad things. That would be good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Did my I, voice break there? Yeah. yeah. I thought it had Claudia to be Schiffer. Like, yep. Ellie McPherson. Like L- how long? L- McPherson. L. McPherson, who Norm Macdonald dated, wrapped it all up in a thing that shows that funny guys get hot girls. I didn't know. Uh, he, she married Billy Joel. She didn't no, care. No, that's Christy Brinkley. Again, oh, I love Christy Who was the one in American Pie? Shannon Elizabeth. Yes, please. She was pretty hot. Yes, please. Even I would, uh, where that's do I where, uh, what's her name got I her have, debut? I have identification. Yeah. She was hot back then. Yeah. She so regrets she didn't do yeah. that because oh, something yeah. has gone <laughs> yeah. it's gone really awry for her. Lindsay oh. Lohan. Oh, oh, oh. I had such a crush on her. <laughs> Saved by the bell. easy, buddy. <laughs> Saved by the bell. We're the same age. Tip, no, I, Tiffany Thiessen. You're just getting well, so excited Jesse over did there. it too soon. Yeah. You can't do it in a movie. It's true. You've got to have full ownership yeah. of what you're putting out there. Yeah. Elvira. Oh, 
my yeah, god. Yeah, Elvira would have had a massive OnlyFans. And sure. all these girls Kid Rock would also like. Uh, I like what you said where nice, I got nice quoted segment. saying Twitter is gay. And I was like, no, I didn't say that. I said Twitter is fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> They'll double down. Did he have a problem with Elon? No, he wanted a free truck. Oh, the free truck, yeah. Which is just weird. I love, you gotta love celebrity. He's definitely getting a free truck. No, Elon would tell him to go fuck himself. No, Elon watches no, he, the he's, show. He said he's ordered a truck. He's he's on no, the waiting list. No, he's, he's on the waiting list. But he said, "Just skip the line, and I'll give you my one hundred percent honest review." I don't think he's on the list. Uh, how did my gold toilet get on the internet? <laughs> There's all stuff was coming up. It's like, what? What? Who took that picture? Some. He seemed genuinely. Um, Dude, it's like he's never had a woman at his house. Like you're famous. People are gonna take photos unless you. Well, and I bet he's done like tours for like MTV Cribs on there and hasn't remembered. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, MTV Cribs. That's a great point. I'm pretty sure he did. That's a great point. Do that, Everyone did he? Cribs. I like what he said. Is the same thing that Tom Green said. Uh, he said, "Whatever my house is, is what it is." But I know it's going to be my last house. And Tom Green said the same thing about um, his farm. His farm yeah. I think that might be a goal for everyone to to get to. Then they were joking about putting a helicopter pad to get to Joe's secluded ranch compound, and they went off the deep end. He found out they hate planes. Um, that, that must have drove you insane. That they hate planes? Well, they're just talking about how dangerous planes are, planes and celebrities. I mean, I don't get on there, so I didn't Guys land on the plane the wrong you way. Most plane it. crashes are for human error. No, I don't care. If I, if I if you die in a plane crash, that'll be remembered, right? No. Your sticker might be worth something. Um. Then they start talking about the national debt. Your the same, album sales will go up. The same thing would be here. Plane crash. If ever, you know, it's something everyone owes seventy thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, but it's not to. I, I I didn't quite understand, but the national debt wasn't to China. Yeah, it's to the pension funds. Anyways, of all the, I don't get it. Got it. Very confusing. Uh, I'll tickle the balls. I won't suck the dick. I think that's. Again, that thing to find out, you've got to do some stuff to be successful in the entertainment industry. Guns, guns, guns. People with guns telling you you can't have guns. Yeah, that was where we got off on the wrong foot in the Tom Green one. <laughs> they should the have taken it's done. It's over. the military equipment <laughs> from Afghanistan to Ukraine if they only had known. Does that like this the, the biggest like oh shit if only we had weapons to do this oh it was the hardest thing is that the wildest thing because they were talking about how obviously we were they were bashing Biden I, to my chagrin <laughs> throughout this episode but that is the wildest <laughs> thing that they have billions of weapons in Afghanistan and you know what Ukraine actually needs billions of weapons and resources um like you can't have more. There's no way. Signing bills. Stunk. Signing bills is such an interesting. Like they sign a bill on government. That means you're signing uh, another a receipt. No, money. It's money to enforce. It. Signing a bill is adding to the debt. I get what you're saying. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's one of those literal things you think is just documented, but it's actually just a piece of debt you're adding to the thing. I just love how the I love how the government has the balls to be like, you people need to be more fiscally responsible. You need to buckle down, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and then it's like, how are your books balanced? They're like. $42 trillion in debt. You know, you're like, whoa, whoa. But, but we're going to double down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're yeah. the best country in the world. We're going to get it back. Dude, um, I heard the craziest thing the other day. This fucked me up. The Venezuelan president was like, 
he was at a Bitcoin conference and he was like, so why is it that you guys pay taxes? And he was like, they print money. And they, do, they print money whenever they need it. So whenever they need to do something, they just print money. And that makes your money worth less. So why is it that they tax you? Because they can just print money if they need anything. And I was like, fuck. Well, they prefer taxing you whenever they need it. <laughs> so yeah. you can give them the more money they need to spend it. Well, I've yet to hear like a good argument against Trump's whole thing about, um, you know, like we're giving them $43 billion. What do they give us? You giving know who? I mean? Whoever, the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. What, do, what does America get in return for that? Well, that might be the odds they're not showing. <laughs> what, what they're gaining. Um, to bring it all back. Uh, for the first time, I think ever kid actually cramped up. <laughs> you think what? He was like, oh, my leg. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> was so kid, weird. The kid cramped up. But it, as I said, I think you could change the name to Adult Rock or Contemporary Rock. Uh, now contemporary rock that's funny good um, one tomorrow thanks buddy uh he cramps up though <laughs> corniest <laughs> joke of i don't know why time. i'm hydrated he he uh, promotes his two-day rock fest show for Canada. i mean his wait hold on his fucking name is kid rock and he's yeah. 53 his name is not kid rap okay Ooh. if he was a rap artist he would have named himself <laughs> Kid, we buried rap. him six but what about feet the under. Then he's a rapper, and he comes back. Sorry. Well, there's a slash. A lot of people have a slash. Rapper slash rocker. I, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just. Then he would have called himself Kid Rap Rock. No. Well, his that name is Robert James Ritchie, <laughs> which is a serial killer. R J R. Robert James Kid Rock. Ritchie. He's a rapper. R J R. He's a rapper, man. R J R. What's his point? Uh, he doesn't have one, as okay. usual. He's just, just saying words to fill time. <laughs> That's pretty much what happens. Yeah. The first mention of Shane being on SNL is yeah, in this episode. Finally, yeah. And I think for Joe, he felt, I'm not going to tell anyone. I don't want to spoil his the surprise of it. I think Joe went to New York with Shane. Do you saw a picture from uh, Jamie Vernon, a young Jamie? Yeah. That's And William McGrumley's in the background. Yeah, it's like he brought, <laughs> he brought the whole crew. Yeah, uh, It seems that way. It, it, Joe's very low key about it. I think Joe might be sort of no. Joe would never out, want to do Saturday Night Live. This came no, but this came out on a Saturday, and it was the last one of the week. This did the Kid Rock episode. No, yeah. it did not. I mean, they must have. Joe oh, sorry, must have right. been Either offered way. Saturday Night Live at this point. That's an interesting it. proposition. I doubt it. You doubt it? Yeah. I I imagine he's been offered it. You mean Joe's turned down? Turned down. Yeah. SNL. He probably gets offered it once a year. I mean, you might be right. I just, I doubt it. I don't know why. Seems odd to me. How would they not I, want I, him? I, I feel like that's something everyone would do. I've been re-watching news radio. Yeah. Joe was fucking hilarious. Like he really. As funny as Andy Dick. They work so well exactly, off each other. Exactly. It, it, they're both really funny. But know? Andy Dick by himself is funnier than Joe Rogan by himself. No, Andy Dick is very funny, but he's way more over the top. Like, Joe is so deadpan in his delivery. And think it, about those guys were at the uh, equal opportunity at that point, and one went this well, way no, and Andy, one went this Andy way. Andy Dick was a bigger star at that point. Even better. Yeah. Even better. But yeah, so Joe Dezer was at Shane for being on I SNL, would love But I think it. every single person would want to host it. Remember I Andy Dick I on Rogan? I wouldn't fuck Andy Dick's pussy with Courtney Love's dick. Hey, What? Remember Andy Dick on Rogan? That must have been way back. Way back, right? No, it's never happened. It's never happened? 
I'm misremembering. Mandela? Mandela? I feel like he's been on and it was a total disaster. Interesting. I, I am remembering that too, Simon, when you said it, but Kamar seems to... Uh, yeah. Kamar has a face that says, no way. Never bueno. happened. Yeah. I like to be wrong, though, boys. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I wonder who Number would actually turn down hosting SNL. Andy there you go. Dick. Number 88. Wow. Boom. I think it was at his house. Well, I know it was at his house. And I think that's what stopped comedians coming to his house. But mm. it, it exists. Andy it's, Dick. It, it's out. Yeah, he number said number 88. 88. Wow, and he really tried to suck his dick in his house. <laughs> Probably my said children something are. bad to his wife. Where my children? I'm trying to suck your husband's dick. And she was just like, studio. <laughs> it's time uh, for a studio. He talked about Joe's joke, which would be hilarious <laughs> if the founding fathers came back and said, really? <laughs> you didn't change this 15 years later? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were just piss balling for a while. Anyways. You remember that family guy bit where they're like... Uh, it's like a close shot of one of the founding fathers. And he's like, I've gone over this document many times and I don't see how any of this could be misconstrued. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you don't think any of it could be misconstrued? And he's like, no, he's like the right to bear arms. It seems pretty straightforward. And then it pans out super far and the room is just filled with stuffed bear arms <laughs> all over the room. And he's like, no, you have the right to bear arms. I think it's pretty fucking clear. You could wear bear arms. It wasn't yeah. cool. Wow. Wow, I hate Kamar is the worst. No, this guy's no. a comedian. I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. That's I would. I would have laughed if I watched it on the. He's like a walking the net over here. Fucking <laughs> no! I, I I spoke out loud. That was me getting I, a joke. That's how laughing. speaking works. I spoke out loud. Go where you are appreciated, not tolerated. Is Kid Rocks. He goes, I am huge in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I could just live in Kentucky for the rest of my life. I just can't be mad at Kid Rock. Um, no, but again, I, I think it's hilarious that both Kid Rock and Joe took a stance this episode where they were like, Canada better get its shit together or we're never going up there again. Like, Oh, I don't think Kid Rock's ever coming up here. He said he wasn't even going to go west of the Mississippi exactly. anymore. Like, exactly. Yeah. exactly. He <laughs> knows on. where he's appreciated and not tolerated. Well, and that's what Joe's becoming, and I don't like it. Really. Yeah, I don't even care. They're both men. So, can, okay, so that's want. the thing. Fuck. If Joe came here, would you go? Where is he playing? No. I've been, and I've paid like money to go. If you see got free him. tickets, if I got free tickets, I would go for sure. If you Stop. found out Where's that Joe playing? molested children and got free tickets, would you go? No. <laughs> okay. Did I get free tickets? You're, you're a man of principles. Where is he playing? He's in playing, your hypothetical. He's playing at the NAC. No, he at wouldn't the NAC? be. He'd be playing at the the stadium. Yeah, but that wouldn't be a good show. If he's I'm playing at to, the I'm NAC. Do you the, go? The pot, Center Point Theater. Yeah, I mean, I. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, I go to both Centerpoint, and if he's at Centerpoint or NAC, I go. If he's anywhere else, I don't go. That's simple. If Kid Rock came, definitely not going to that show. It's just not my... He definitely Not my style of rock. He thought he was going to get a big reaction from two midgets riding mini bulls, and Joe really just was not having that. I don't know, man. That sounds amazing, Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's almost like you have to have a uh, little person. If you want to be on YouTube now. You know what I saw the other day that looked incredible? Um, what was it? Ice football. Foot, with midgets? No, no. Oh, So it's a smaller playing field. You have regular shoes on, not skates. You have regular shoes, and you play football on like a 40-yard field. You on have to, ice? Yep, you have to kick with field. no, yep, like no spikes skates. on your nope, shoes? No, nope. You have to kick field what goals, What kind of too. shoes are they wearing? Just regular old shoes. Like tennis shoes? 
Sure. That's impossible. Why? You can run. You you grew up in Canada, asshole. You can move on the ice. If you were on like a skate on um like the rink that they play hockey on. Yeah. And you were wearing your shoes. Yeah. You would not be able to run on that ice. What if they're wearing uh, like broomball shoes? Those have like a Simon, suction. I'm not saying anyone's moving fast. That's the beauty of the oh, game. Is yeah. It's like oh, it's I very see. like gotcha. oh, we used to play that. Yeah. In the schoolyard yeah, when it's frozen gotcha, over. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you slip and fall and eat shit. I thought you had guys like full on running. That's Simon, impossible. there's a compilation of dudes kicking field goals, just eating shit all the time. Just oh, con- field goals would be every time you'd eat shit. Oh, dude, they miss them all the time. That's In why order it's a, to it's do a it great properly, game. Yeah. You gotta kinda Hockey is the hardest sport though to play, right? And golf. Just to play the game, you gotta learn how to skate. Uh, aside from all, it the, is. all it's the other like stuff, like an extra. You know how to sport. walk. You know how to run. You know how to jump. All the other sports. Yep, you're, you're right. Come on. Well, you had to learn how to walk. Hockey's the hardest. But you learn how to walk. Okay, but you still learn how to walk. Some people can learn how to skate before they walk. Hockey is the hardest. Hockey is the hardest. You have to do two different sports at the same time: figure skating and uh, hockey. And like you said, he had some crazy Bud Light ideas, but he wouldn't. Release them. Joe wouldn't share his either. Joe, well, it shows that's brainstorming. They probably had to, to sign a deal there, 50-40 or something. Yeah, I didn't hate Kid Rock. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Do you think Kid Rock had was like actually already working with Bud Light and this was all a ploy to get them back in good graces with people? I, I don't know because I agree what he said is that they should have done some... Tongue in cheek, like we're aware we fucked up, or we're aware these didn't come off the right way. However, that is done. I agree that, that that's what the the normal response. I can, but in order to do to that, they would have had, had to, to be anti-trans, made yes. fun of exactly. trans people, exactly. right? So they're still in a difficult position. What's weird to me about Joe and Kid Rock, but especially Kid Rock, is Kid Rock will do a festival that's all about freedom. It's like we're gonna shoot guns, we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want because we're American. It's freedom, and that's what we fucking love. And I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't give a shit personally. You have freedom, exercise it. But when people on the other side exercise that same freedom, they tend to get a little bit perturbed about it. Like if someone wants to have blue hair and be a trans, Kid Rock has a real fucking issue with that. But again, and they, and I'll go one one more for you. The festival those people put together, I would want to go to. No, and that's fine. You, but no one, but that's the freedom. No one's forcing you to go to Kid Rock's festival or their festival. But mm-hmm. Kid Rock, if he found out they were having like a blue-haired trans fest, he would be up in arms about it. We don't know that. Do would he? If, if he was, like if the was, whole conversation was, was about sports, right? It was that they. Well, that was the conversation they were having. But he he poked fun at them the whole time. You see what I'm saying? Is like the same way they poke fun at him and his cr- his crowd. He does the same thing. I thought like, he kept oh, yeah. saying like, "I have lesbians and." Yeah, but he gets to people in my band, which you probably shouldn't have to say anything. He said that a whole bunch yeah, of times. That was the best way. He was like, so we're up on Lesbians a front stage looking back. Can you believe who we're playing with now? But it's cool. It, 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 it's to say that the times change, but I don't think he was against Times change. First of all, if you want good music made, you better have a black person somewhere in the fucking room. Like, I, I would say that's the only time where uh, DEI is successful. Would be an art and creativity. DEI? Diversity, inclusion, and... In in creating art, you do want as many voices as possible. But in everything else, you want the most competent person as possible. The most qualified person as possible. Well, don't you want that for art too? And it just happens to be no art be a isn't diverse... about a qualification. It's a it's no. You want emotion. the best people There's an emotional possible. component. 
component. Kamara, you don't I, want to just put an artist in because they're of a certain color or, or race or well, you, or you don't gender. Put an, you don't put artists in; they just come together, though, right? Kamara, I disagree with you because we're at a point the now. The Beatles were all white. Like I had an argument with a buddy the other day where we were talking about film and how just where film is going now, and we were talking about diversity, and I was like, I was like, so. I was like, me, I'm a white person. I've lived a white life as a white man. If I write about my experiences and I write white characters, you want me to change them to be black or lesbian, whatever, to make groups happy? And he was like, yeah, I think you should try to write a black character in. And I was like, but if there's no black character in my story or my life, you want me to just make one of them black? And he was like, yeah, I think you should to to give like black actors jobs where they couldn't get them before. And I was like, that's I, the fucking dumbest thing I've I ever heard in my with, life. I don't agree with that either. That's what I'm saying. But that's where the art, like I get what you're saying is you want as many voices involved in art as possible. But at the same time, you don't, you don't want to fucking oh. shoehorn them in where they um, don't go on. I, I totally agree with you because this movie, you got to see, I'm going to talk about the post show Bardo. Okay. It's from the guy that did Birdman. Yeah. You love movies, right? Yeah. He did The Reverend, mm -hmm. Birdman. Yeah. The Revenant? The Revenant, sorry. Yeah. And I now this is, this is his latest movie. Okay. And it's all Mexicans. Like he's, he's, he's Mexican. Mm -hmm. So there, there isn't, there's no diversity in this movie yeah. at all. And the, you don't, he's not glaring <laughs> like, because it, it, it is taking place in Mexico and, it, and it, it's, it's refreshing. To see something not, oh, the, the token here or the token there is there. This is just this, like you're watching. Uh, we have to watch the beginning of Before the Post Show too. First five minutes, please. I'll give you money. You'll give us money? Yeah. How much? What, what, what do we have? <laughs> we'll figure it out. Come I'll give you on. one and one. No, no. I love Kid Rock. You guys didn't love him. Or I don't know. No, this episode stunk. But, he, it, but he's it a one cooler than you thought he was before. No. Okay. I thought okay. this okay. episode would have been way cooler if they didn't talk about Bud Light. That just made the whole thing super annoying. But and we know Joe's able to admit stuff. I don't think I would have hated Kid Rock being on. It's fun to learn about his fucking weird I don't hate Kid Rock. I have no problem with Kid Rock. I just thought this episode was fucking dull as shit. It, it was very bit-bitty. Like, he kept trying to get Joe to laugh. Joe wasn't really biting. It just... It, it stank because of the whole Bud Light thing. That was... Whatever. Uh, Maury Povich. What about him? He's going to say names Steve really slowly. Wilkos. Here we go. Jerry Springer. I think you should have said Jerry before Steve, but Geraldo. Why are you saying these names? Kid Rock. These are all part of the makes of the American fabric of trashiness. Uh, married with children. All that. He, Kid I, Rock is just part of that. He's, uh -huh, he's like the yes, king like of the garbage, garbage apple pie and wrestling. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yes. <laughs> That's what I, I wish I'd said. What you're so if much you sooner. had to pick the most white trash example of America. You could pick Kid Rock. I love him, Joe. The real life Joe Dirt. Real. <laughs> Who's successful? I, I just I love Kid Rock. Um, I give it a three and a half. No fucking. Way. But like, did Kid Rock actually have like no a musical? Way. Like he was a great musician growing. I would have liked to have learned all of this. We got none of that. No, he sold Tom Petty some weed, he, and next he, thing you know, he's no, a fuck. No, he was famous already. He, he, well, he, he was selling he, Tom he was making Petty a joke, weed. asshole. No, but I, okay. He broke in uh, when he was in 99-98 and was just a uh, guy trying to make rap songs in no, his I'm, basement. That's, I would have liked to have known all that. Rap songs or rock songs? The first song, rap songs. Rap songs. Because he was a rapper. Rock. Okay. Well, it's debatable, as we've, as we've established. Kid rap, let's do it. 
kid. This is kid rap. It doesn't have that same. Uh, yeah, it kind of loses its. Yeah. Simon, what do you rate it? I give it a one and a half. I'll give it a stunk. two. Wow, Simon, higher than me. That's incredible. All right. Well, if you made it this far, thank you so much. We love you. Maybe you're willing to go a step further. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. Head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. For that $5, you get the show off the show. It's the show we shoot the shit. And uh, you'll also get some old episodes of some old stuff we did. Throwbacks, this, that, and the next, whatever. That's it. Thank you so much for listening or watching. We hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoy your weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open.